Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. I was pouring in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. <laughs> From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the session. It's our first ever Tuesday session. Yeah, what a Tuesday. People people think it's just if it keeps moving back, it'll just end up on Sunday again. I expected Jamil to be here. Uh, he asked. We do Tuesday shows. He asked if we needed any help today, and no I, help. I thought we had a completely full house. I thought Doc was in also, and we do have a lot going on today. So I told him, uh, I told the poor guy we didn't need him. <laughs> poor bastard. Thanks, but no thanks. No, he was being very nice. He heard that we were short staffed last week. Tasty, oh, yeah. Sorry Tasty was that. off gallivanting with the uh, Lagunitas. <laughs> oh, I had a great time, you guys. Yeah, bet you, you did. Be jealous. I don't know why. I, I always just schedule on top of that date i forget it every time i'll never show up i'll always yeah. be there yeah yeah it looks good yeah. it's a lot of hoary pictures come out of it yeah well i get a lot of them that i can't put out anywhere that <laughs> you can show them i'm embarrassing though, myself right? way too much but they're fun to look at taste right. private collection <laughs> pass that phone around the studio yeah well, speaking <laughs> of which better get these off of here what's that these pictures Oh yeah, just can't be leaving that around. So you don't want to lose that phone. No, women do no. weird things when they like have mask on and you can't, you don't know who they are. And they're yeah, anonymous. it's true. And it's sort of a kinky kind of day at that circus kind of thing. Yeah, there's a Burning Man was built around that it. They always want yeah, basically exactly. Yeah. You put a mask on a broad, and a dude for that matter. Yep, and they do crazy shit. So until they forget they they took the mask off five hours ago when they dropped that first hit of E, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, I just want to hold you. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, great show planned for you today. Thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. Go over to morebeer.com right now and check it out. And, you know, uh, right now you're, you can enter to win a chance to uh, go to the Siebel. Siebel Institute of Technology. For the old homebrew uh, <clears throat> class, yeah. The advanced homebrewing class. Uh, to enter to win is easy. You just have to give a description of a product over there on More Beer. You know, pick something that you've purchased from them and something you want to give a review about. You can review any item over there. As soon as you uh, make a review, you're entered to win uh, the chance to, to go to the Siebel Institute of Technology. It's taught by people like Ray Daniels, uh, More Beer's own Chris Graham. Uh, the other Chris, uh, Chris White, uh, is there. Randy Mosher. Uh, I mean, you name it. It is a, a fantastic lineup of uh, professors for the advanced homebrewing course over at Siebel. Just go to morebeer.com right now and uh, review a product that you've purchased. You enter to win. It will make you a better brewer, I guarantee. Not that I know from personal experience, <laughs> but uh, boy, have I heard about it. Well, and if, you, if it doesn't, um, you know, it's free. Exactly. You know, don't worry about it. Tom Acetelli is on the show today. I'm sorry, I should have told you. Acetelli. Yeah. Forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he made a point. He does of it to too. me every show. He does. He knows I'm terrible with names and never tells me. And why wouldn't it be Acetelli? I mean, yeah, this one's impossible. Let's ask his parents. Well, they, they might be alive still. Let's get them on the line. <clears throat> Acetelli. He's the author of the, the new book, The Audacity of Hops. Uh, which is a, a fascinating read, and it, it's uh, you know it's kind of it's not just your average beer book about the the rise of of a particular part of the segment. You know, there's some books about that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've we've interviewed uh, some of the authors of uh, recent beer books, like the Budweiser story and things like that. Kind of the the rise and fall of that dynasty. This is kind of a business look at it, an economic standpoint of the craft beer industry, uh, which I think is something that needs to be uh, researched and, and talked about and discussed because it's the growth is phenomenal. And not just the, the regular growth in the sales of beer, but uh, the jobs it's created and uh, the impact it has on the economy. Yeah, the uh, the future is unknown too. I mean, are the all the signs indicate there's going to be a hop shortage cause just because of the pure demand? Really, for all these varieties? Yeah. Well, interesting. You know, we'll just probably get into that later. It sounds like sure. So the audacity of hops. We're talking to Tom today about that, and he'll be on just a little bit later. If you got questions, triple eight four zero one beer. Bevo's in the chat room right now. Yeah, she is, and uh, she'll take your questions. Triple eight four zero one beer. Hit the chat button on the homepage. If you don't want to call in, you can just uh, do the lazy man's version, which is fine by us. And uh, send Snail messages mail. over yeah. to the beef. Um, yeah, I may or may not be able to relay them properly. You yeah. know, it depends <laughs> on how long until your, your Candy Crush it. life uh, oh regenerates. My gosh. What is that candy? Everybody in the world—it's—it's it's it's the deep. worst game in history. Remember Doctor Mario for the Game Boy? No, no. Well, anyway, it's, it's like some. I don't know anything. You know the game to compare it to? I guess Bejeweled or some. It's some stupid game where. But it's all the rage, right? You have, yeah, you have to match stuff and you only get five lives and then you have to wait half an hour to and get it's another live. It's ridiculously hard. It's kind of hard, yeah. Nobody but it's has all anything to do anymore. <laughs> no. I mean, nobody has a thing to do. No. They can't think of one other thing to do. Well, what's Bevo going to no, do in the I booth? I can right? think of. Oh, yeah, no, totally. That's going to happen. Right. Um, I can think of several things I could be doing rather than playing Candy Crush. Right. You just don't want to. <laughs> but I just don't. <laughs> Much like. I mean, that's the thing. Like, well, I, like tonight, like instead of paying attention to the chat room, I'll be playing Candy Crush. Right. I get these requests, these game requests. And, I, and my first thought is, 
I can think of 50 things right now, and I haven't even thought about it. It's something I I could be doing. And I don't mean that you always have to be busy doing something worthwhile, but it's just something meaningful. I don't know, useful. I'd rather jerk off. I feel like I'm getting more out of that. Than, well, you are. Uh, and what's it called? Cookie Can- Crush? Candy Crush. Uh, yeah, you got to crush all that candy, son. Every It's like every fifth notification I get is something about... Cookie Crush. You know what I don't understand is Cocoa Crisp. Why people sign into games on Facebook? Because it, it tells you right there you're giving this game permission to post as you you're giving this game permission to post updates for you. Right. And they don't understand that it really annoys the shit out of your friends that they have to block all that stuff. But you don't care. You're trying to give life away for your Candy Crush game. <laughs> it's not what it's for. Join a forum for video gamers. That's fine. Facebook is not for that. Facebook is complaining about your life not about <laughs> or, or other beg- people's lives right or judging people not begging for candy on candy crush four years ago today i crushed my I, favorite candy i've met <laughs> cookie crush and i've never i've never had a life like this <laughs> since then i've been crushing so much candy changed everything uh, it changed my life okay i can now swipe with my thumb a lot faster by the way, there's only three days left in that More Beer Siebel contest. It's oh. only through the end of this month, so uh, go on there and do it now if you want to. You want to? If you want to do it, win some tickets. Uh, Brewing Network Eight. That's BN Anniversary Eight. BNA Eight. It's in uh, Philadelphia this year, as always. We're the kickoff party to the National Homebrewers Conference. That's Wednesday, June 26. You can get your tickets right now. The Brewing Network Philly. You know, there's not a whole ton of pre-conference events going on, and even with the ones that are, you can do the pre-conference event and still get dropped off at our party before it begins. Uh, most of the conference organizers around the country have learned that we do our party the night before, and they try to uh, arrange it so everybody can do all of it. So I would highly recommend you go get yourself a ticket. Uh, I'm starting to see the beer lineup. Uh, a lot of confirmations last week. I know that Stone is going to send over something special for us, and they're looking into doing something special for the VIP dinner. Uh, our guest is going to be on in just a couple minutes. Uh, Michael Fairbrother from Moonlight Meadery is going to have his mead there. And uh, that's going to be exciting. And, and uh, you're good to meet me. Yeah, we know, Tasty. You said that last week. <laughs> Tasty, you were <laughs> here without there. being here last that week. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You brought out the clip reel. Virtual Tasty. Virtual Tasty. Like Wicked and Bernie's. that's pretty much what we'll do you know tasty when you're when you're gone i'm gonna go abruptly so (laughs) i mean you guys will be able to do that really easy not not calmly and peacefully in your sleep like a decent human being well because if i'm if i'm lucky it'll happen here in the studio anyway and i'll just leave you sitting there like i won't even tell your kids for at least until they figure it out still working you know i'll just turn on the ac real high got his own show and uh he's got his own show now he doesn't want to get off the mic he's writing a book if he's in, the, if you're in the hospital, uh, we will come in and and we should just have a list of things to to make him say into the microphone. Uh, I see. <laughs> so we can I really can cover every possible topic by you piecing them together. Oh, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. I'll and sneak in a yeah. growler, a blind pig for you while you're there. And then we've just got rigamortis tasty just, sitting just here all the time. You just shoot me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Good times. <laughs> Go to the brewery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all pumped up here. Head over to the brewing network, philly.eventbrite.com. Uh, Firestone Fest is this weekend. Um, I have made a decision, uh, along with Matt, uh, looking through the tickets that we gave away last week. <laughs> Tattoo Guy gets the ticket. We can't. We, oh! The two tickets. We can't brand anybody in enough time. They have to make the brand and stuff, and it yeah. just it wasn't going to happen. Not to mention, you know. It's How can a, you live with yourself? 
Oh no, I'm fine with that. Oh, right. It's slightly dangerous in ter- like I the brand doesn't bother me. The ensuing infection um, yes. is uh you know, but however, a tattoo guy who's I don't whose information I don't believe we took down uh last week unless JP did it. So uh That's what we have a producer for. I didn't do shit. Crazy tattoo dude from last week. I do have it in my notes here somewhere. I just don't have his email. Uh, call Bevo triple eight four oh one beer and uh, we'll get you two tickets to your fire stone. But you do gotta show up with your tramp stamp hop grenade tattoo. Remember. You've got to shave that little part of your back hair down there. You got to put the hop grenade tattoo, and that's how you redeem. You don't bring your ID to the table. You bring your tramp stamp hop grenade tattoo, and yep. you will get your Firestone Walker tickets that way. Real permanent tattoo. <laughs> that's correct. Right. No henna. I, listen, I'm, I do not have a soft spot for this sort of thing. You you will show up without your tattoo, thinking I'm just going to be cool and give you your tickets. You will be wrong. I will take them. I will scalp them, and I will help pay my staff for attending the event. <laughs> Uh, That's the Firestone Walker Beer Festival. It's happening this weekend. We'll be down there. You can come to the booth where you might meet uh, Nathan Smith, Nicole Ernie, Sam. I know you're excited about that. Sam will be there. Um, You two can meet Sam. Oh, shit! JP, Moscow, Push, and myself will be working the stage over there. A lot of brewer interviews we got set up. It's going to be a good time. uh, You're good to meet me. Yeah, we know. Come down and see us. Uh, Hop Grenade Warheads are in the store. Those are those double-walled stainless steel growlers. They're badass. Go check them out. You don't have to take my word for it. You'll see them. You will love them. They're the best thing to happen to your homebrew since the Brewing Network. Oh, you like that? <laughs> since uh, Pale 31. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I did that. I thought of a, a new use for the Hop Grenade, or for the Warhead. Yeah. This, this isn't it, so I'm not going to show it. But I, f- I figured if you want to travel with uh, like yeast, like a white vial of White Labs or a couple of vials of White Labs, uh, what do you think about this? You fill up your warhead with water, ice water, and then you drop the vial in there. It'll stay at like 50 degrees or whatever, and these things stay cold for like 10 hours. Yeah, it's like a small cooler. They stay cold for think? a lot more than 10 hours. Well, yeah. I, well, 24. 48. I don't but, give a shit. But does the opening have enough girth to, to fit? Yeah, it's like yes. a two oh, yeah, and a half really inch opening. Yeah, They're big. Nice. You yeah. can fit a bunch of vials in there. You can drink out of that thing. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Thanks. I like it. Thank you. All right, go shopping on Amazon and help out the BN. Just click the Amazon link right there on our homepage. You can also save it in your bookmarks. And then you si- uh, you shop on Amazon just like you normally do, and we get a little cut of it. A bunch of you have been doing it, and it's been helping us enormously month to month, and we really appreciate it. So keep it going. Amazon. BN. The best thing ever to happen since <laughs> peanut butter and salmon. <laughs> and dog tongues. We should bring back the product of the week. I got an email about that a few weeks ago asking where that went. Yeah, what happened to it? I don't, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stopped asking me for it. <laughs> we should do this thing I stopped doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Just wave uh, your hand. I'm sure he'll acknowledge you. <laughs> you have one. Uh, Shoot it off. All right. <laughs> I'm all for that. If you want to listen to us on the go, <sighs> just search BN Mobile uh, in iTunes or in the Android Marketplace, and you'll find our free app. You can listen to us on the go. Watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network when we are live. That's where you see the live action. Uh, Tasty's a lot of fun to watch on that. I hardly move. Yeah. <laughs> I just slump over more and more uh, right. and more. He yeah. is alive. And more. I you. Uh, see that when you put the dummy here, people won't be able to tell They the won't even know. They on camera, either. it'll be fine. They won't move either. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have Nate keep kicking it over more and more. <laughs> you have to have, they had a breathing noise background, though. You have to make a track of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll flip your hat around so it's backwards one week or the <laughs> yeah. other. They'll never notice the difference. Uh, that's uh, what else do I have? We get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, 
Send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's where your show ideas go. And send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, real quickly, uh, you know, I need to do this, and uh, yeah, I never really know how to do it uh, gracefully in a show. Um, but one of our uh, BN Army members, a listener over in the UK division named Simon Johnson, uh, I hear he was a big fan. I know he was a great uh, uh, part of the homebrewing community over there. And Simon Johnson passed away at the young age of 44 recently, which uh, uh, that's rough. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, a good friend of mine, um, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, uh, he's just a couple years older than me, just had a massive stroke. Oh. Massive stroke. He's got four kids. and oh, That's uh, probably why. Uh, he's okay. Well, I should say he's he didn't die, uh, but he's lost so far. I mean, he's in therapy, so who knows how it's going to go, but the whole half of his body doesn't work right oh. now. and. Mm. Man, any moment, everybody, you gotta you gotta live it up. You never know when it's gonna happen. We're just a moment away from the end you or think, the near end. You think homeless people <laughs> truly know how to live? <laughs> I have an no. alternate opinion on that. You could just take care of yourself so you don't have a, you know. I guess, but I mean, but, he obviously has some predisposed to have it. I mean, yeah, some, yeah. At, that young age, at that age, he has something uh, exactly. Uh, some other thing in his. Uh, Sometimes you just can't help it. There are times when it just. I think you know, Tasty, you make the point that you're right that there is a way to. There are preventative measures you can you can you can lean the tree of hope in your in your direction by exercising and eating well but yes. but sometimes that bus is just going to hit you when you walk across <laughs> That's the street. What I'm betting on. <laughs> and you just never know. You got to take care of myself. And it's kind of fucked. A weird little world we live in. But I did want to say that I'm very sorry for That's your loss time. over there in the homebrew community in the UK. Uh, the loss of Simon Johnson. Uh, sounds like he was a good dude. Uh, we appreciate yeah. him listening all this all these years. And, you know, I, I, I wish his family and his friends well. I'm sorry to hear it. Apparently he was a part-time clown. Really? Yeah. That's kind of That's awesome. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, homebrewing clown. Homebrewing clown. a lot clown. about him. That's pretty cool. I wonder if you open a bottle of his beer, snakes pop out. <laughs> it's my beer. <laughs> no, but not real ones. I wonder what the funeral would, would be like then. Is it those clown friends come to the funeral? And that, like, this Everyone is how we remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Simon. Each person, as they pass the casket, gives a squirt from their flower <laughs> on their lapel. I mean, a guy like these are that, all good ideas. I don't remember these. I mean, it's like one of our funerals, right? Like, yeah. it's not going to be all that serious, is it? Oh, you know? Bevo. Hell no. unmute. Sorry, I had to unmute you because you couldn't. Because I again... failed already. <laughs> yes, Bevo. Uh, I was just going to make a joke about how they loaded his coffin into their clown car. <laughs> Thank you, Bevo. <laughs> the timing's really good. Yeah, at a clown funeral, it would have been better if my microphone had been turned off. At a clown funeral, <laughs> you know, everyone's going to uh, commute, so. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's in the one car. All right. Thanks, B. <laughs> anyway. Go Sharks, huh? Yeah. Who? What? <laughs> I don't care. I know. What are we in Canada? Neither does everyone else in the podcast who's listening to this. Must have got to come now. back here. Here it comes. What do you say? All right. Twitter game. Nothing. Twitter, Twitter game is brought to you today by Nico Brew, our good friend Nico. And you know what? He's got a new product he's starting to carry, and we're going to do a giveaway with it tonight. Um, Nico Brew's friends over at uh, Arbor Autopsy. Yeah. Uh, let me get it right here. Arbor Autopsy. Uh, I'm reading this whole thing right now. I have this whole thing to read about this giveaway. Why can't I find this thing? I got the, uh, I know the coupon code. I don't know. I'll find the Arbor autopsy thing in a second. I think that's what they're called. 
Here's what's happening. I got four of these beautiful tap panels to give away. JP, can you show them on, on the I camera? Can. As soon as, uh, yeah. Nico Bruce got wood, lots of wood, and they want to put their wood in your hands and onto your taps. That's right, your taps. Nico Bruce just become the exclusive distributor for Arbor Autopsy, which is a small wood turning shop located in southwestern Montana. Owned and operated by a fellow home brewer who wants you to pour your beer with style. Each of Arbor Autopsy's pieces are handcrafted one at a time from domestic and exotic woods. Simple but elegant, they believe in tailoring the handle to the wood instead of the other way around, showcasing the natural beauty of each piece of wood while making each piece slightly different than the last. Check out Arbor Autopsy com to see the latest thing um, that they've been carving into. And to order them, you visit NicoBrew.com. And you can tell that they are different. The wood is beautiful. Uh, they are shaped very nicely. And as you can kind of tell from what I just read there, each one, even though there are certain styles, like you can order the piston style or the stogie style, they're slightly different because of the wood, and they really tailor it to each piece of wood. Uh, some beautiful stuff that they sent us here. The piston one's rad. JP pointed out that it kind of looks like a a, a, a a microphone, too. It, it oh, yeah. doubles as a microphone. So maybe if you're a big... You know, karaoke fan, for example, you could tell people it's a, a, it's a mic- microphone. I don't know. I knew a guy once who was really into karaoke. He's like, I'm going to get a tattoo of a microphone, <laughs> you know, because I loved to sing. It's yeah. like to sing my little heart out at karaoke Friday. I didn't know you know LL Cool Was J. it Shoe Light? <laughs> it was not Shoe Light. But Shoe Light does like himself some karaoke. <laughs> Very cool pieces. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away three of them to the Twitter game winner tonight. And then we're going to give away three of them to the Drunk of the Week winner. Because what's classier than a Drunk of the Week with some high-class tap handles? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. That's right. Oh. All right, what's our Twitter game? Our Twitter game is, uh, I want to know why can't we be friends? I want to know. Why can't we be friends? You know the song, Why Can't We Be Friends? Yeah. Why can't we? No one's ever really explained it. Answered it? Yeah. Okay. That's the Twitter game. Tell us why we can't be friends. Uh, send your answer in, and we'll pick a winner at the end of the show. You're going to win three tap handles donated uh, by Arbor Autopsy, and you can purchase your tap handles over at NicoBrew.com. Check them out right now. You can uh, go see all the different styles um, of the different ones and the different woods and, and the whole deal. Go check it out. I was getting another note about another dead dude. Oh, God. It's like someone dies every day or something. <laughs> John Huck in Vancouver, Washington, a uh, home brewer and BJCP judge, as a matter of fact, died in a motorcycle accident on Friday. Uh, wow. When did we become the obituaries of the homebrew community? When, because every time somebody mentions something sad to me, yeah. I do something about it. Instead of going like, ah, oh, shit happens, huh, buddy? <laughs> And, uh, you know, I don't mind doing it, actually. I think that um, we have a nice little community here. And uh, I like mentioning, I don't know. (laughs) It's weird to do on the show. I'll be honest with you. It's not easy. It's a little awkward. But, I don't know, these are people that I feel like are part of our community. And if we ran a newspaper about their community, we'd, we'd run an obituary. So, instead, they get a shitty mention by me and a and a. Fucked up joke by Bevo is what they get. <laughs> by- I realized that was very inappropriate, and I am sorry, but it was really funny at the time I thought of it. I mean, now they're going to flood in, because they're like, this is great! <laughs> I don't think you meant that your joke was shitty. I think oh, that was your timing. Well, uh, it no. was, that was all pretty bad. Yeah, it was all of it. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's talk to Mead, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. 
Moonlight Meadery, you know, our friends. I think we're fans of them. I think we've crossed think over from, from friends to fans of Michael Fairbrother. Uh, hey, Michael, you with us? Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Hey, great. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. And uh, Anybody you know die, Michael? We can just get it out of the way now. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we're doing okay here. Okay, good. Good. Would it now, CJP? You you really opened a can of worms because what if he was like, actually? Now that you mention it, <laughs> I, I just buried my dog. I got a list. Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> right, and and then Big Michael, our our giant friend with all the strength and success, breaks down and cries like a little baby girl right here on the show. Uh, how would you feel then, JP? I would feel uh, happy that he has found his inner place where he feels comfortable enough to do that, <laughs> right, publicly with us. Yeah, <laughs> Michael, what are we tasting from you today? You got desire. Yeah, yeah. This is my uh, flagship mead. This is the one I won uh, best of show with at the uh, 2009 New England Homebrew uh, Competition. Oh yeah, beautiful. This one, I think I remember this too from when we did a full show with you. That you, this was one of the ones I really, really enjoyed. Um, the the first thing I'm going to tell you that I notice about this, I we we have questions about how it's made. I'm going to tell you that, but the first thing I notice. Of the ones we've been tasting of yours recently, this is the most like a traditional wine. Now, of course, weed is like a, a honey wine, is another name for it, and things like that. But we don't always talk about it. It's kind of close nature to wine. With that kind of black currant flavor coming out of this one, uh, to me, it, it's closest to uh, a traditional wine. And I really enjoy that. Yeah, this is the one we sell the most of. We... Um I recommend it with like duck confit or prime rib. Oh yeah, uh, chocolate and cheeses. It just spans a spectrum. So I really enjoy the uh, the flavor profile of this one. What else is there? Black currant in it? Yes. Yeah. What else is in there? Uh, black um, blueberries and black cherries. You do get kind of a tannin structure kind of going on, and it, it definitely is reminiscent of a red wine. Yeah, I do. And it's a jam, jammy, like some yeah. wines mm-hmm. are. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. very jammy. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly it's a little sweeter, but it has a lot of oh, those... Too much fruit, though. Oh, exactly. Yeah. A lot more fruit You want that out. sweetness. It's yeah. Nice. Pushing almost 17% alcohol. It hides that very well. I like it. Yeah, I, I could drink this a lot. I mean, even though I'm not a big high alcohol drinker, I could drink right. this. It's great. And Nate, you're you're right that it hides it. There are no there are none of the off flavors associated no. with big alcohol. There is, however, a really nice heat, I think, that, that cleans up the, the sweetness yeah, at the ha- end. It helps kind of accent the mouthfeel that you get from the, the sweetness and the big berry flavors that are there already. It's it's really nice. Yeah. Oh, now, Bevo's going back for thirds, by the way. <laughs> Great. Oh, awesome. We're yeah. going to get nice Bevo tonight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Now, this no. isn't your highest alcohol mead, but it is one of them. Right. At 16.7. Is Why is that? Why is this one a little higher? Uh, it's just the one that I like the most. So it's... Um, I made every mead that I make for my own enjoyment, and um, if nobody else likes it, perfect. I get to drink what I like. <laughs> right. And in this batch, or you know, this particular style, I can't usually get enough of. Uh, I was searching in my house tonight for a bottle, and my wife drank it all, so <laughs> I don't even get to drink with you guys tonight. <laughs> well, your wife's a lucky lady. Right. She's like, I don't care, Michael. I'm taking this one. Uh it's very nice. Uh, JP had some questions about the fermentation of it. We were talking about it before the show because it does have some uh, the the flavors of it 
you know, you have three different fruits in there, but you can really pick out each one of them. JP, what were you wanting to ask about his fermentation? How you added those? Uh, you know, is it juice in the post ferment? What's what's your schedule? Yeah, we add everything in um, before in the blending. So we never back sweeten our meads. We never add fruit mm. post fermentation, and that's what gives you the nice uh, blended flavors. So on this one, we're using a third each of uh, black currant, blueberry, and black cherry. Um, a little bit of water and just honey and we let it ferment at 62 degrees that's pretty much a standard for us in our shop and we use lavalin 71b as our yeast of choice and um, it takes about three months to get through primary and that's because we're slowing down that fermentation to keep the um, fusel alcohols out of the product okay Mm. well and that's what works so well like we were talking about the high alcohol but none of the bad stuff so, are you fermenting all the meads at the same temperature, or this one is only sixty-two? Yeah, we well, the only ones we don't do at sixty-two are our barrel age series, um, like the Utopian. Uh, everything else goes at sixty-two degrees. Uh, Michael, give me an idea. Uh, give me an idea of the investment in your in quality you're making here. If you raised it up to like sixty-five degrees, how many months or weeks would it take? What I mean. Uh, yeah, you could knock down almost a, a, probably about a month, a month and a half off the, the shaving uh, fermentation time. Wow. We've talked to other meaderies that are able to push out their meads in a couple weeks. And when I was asking them about that, they said, well, it's 10% alcohol and, you know, mm, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, 10% is not such a hard <laughs> hard number to hit. Right. But I'd rather have that, that finished flavor um, to be spot on to where I want it to be. Just so, so do you what is it that you find about the higher alcohols that, that make it spot on? Is is it kind of what I'm picking up where I where it kind of cleans up the sweetness or why yeah, do you do exactly. it? Exactly. So okay. we're we're trying to make something that's mainstream. I just got the New Brewer magazine today and I got to see my smiling face on page thirty five. Nice. They say I'm the most successful mead maker in the country. Wow. And uh, you know, that that's great stuff to read about, but it's the reaction I see on every person's face that comes into my meadery we're we're knocking out about three four hundred people per weekend coming through for tours and tastings now mm. and you know we're selling 100 cases a month just in my storefront that's fantastic so it's it's been just incredible yeah that's really amazing and i guess so you have a two-fold problem for one what you're doing clearly is it's working not only by us tasting and telling you that but in the amount that you're selling at the same time the method you use takes longer for you to make more and demand is up right well two weeks ago for example we sold a thousand cases in one day wow <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> i mean i mean that's who would have thought i mean think about that a thousand cases this is little michael fairbrother our little friend up there in the middle of nowhere a thousand <laughs> cases i guess it wasn't in your business plan huh no <laughs> we had to, tasty we had to bottle 500 cases in two days just to make the order just to finish it well <laughs> Amazing. You're calling in everybody for that. Come on, guys. We, need help. we bottle by hand, so it's uh, we're, we can bottle. Um, what does it come out to? Um, Seven hundred twenty bottles or sixty cases an hour is what we bottle on our hand machine. And who's we? How many people? I've got three employees. Okay. Oh man, it was some long days. Yeah. So what's the? I mean, how are you going to keep up with this? Are you you already planning to expand? Yeah, we're looking to move. Um, we're trying to find a new location so that we can keep up with the amount of uh, A, B, and N fans that are coming up, and um, you know all the other tourists that come through. And right. uh, 
it's it's so ridiculous. I don't even know how to tell people about uh, you know how much success we've seen and how much you know fans from Brewing Network come in and talk about a product. We had a couple guys from Illinois drive all the way up. Their transmission blew on the tra- the trip up. Wow! They, they rented a car and you know they hit us after they hit Hill Farmstead and you know some of the other uh, nice breweries up in Vermont. But they clearly stopped by on the way back and. Uh, they, they had a great time. Oh, that's great, man. When's the last time you had a full night of sleep? Oh, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even after a bottle of mead? Well, I watch Michael on Twitter and stuff, and he, he's everywhere. He's in a, a, mm. a new part of the country all the time and another he's festival. And Yeah, we're going to be down in Philadelphia this coming weekend for the, uh, um, I think it's Great International Beer Festival. Nice. And he's got us pouring our meads, so we're looking forward to that. That's our first pouring in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, you did another fine job on this one, and I could see why it's your your flagship. It's just a yeah. badass mead. Somebody emailed me today, Michael, or actually maybe it was over the weekend, but I was out of town. Just a listener saying which one of the Moonlight Meadery, uh, meads I recommend him picking up. And my honest answer was, I haven't, I don't know. They're all, they've all been great. But I'll tell you what, right now, if you're looking at the shelf, and you've got a, a choice of four different Moonlights in front of you, I think my favorite so far is Desire. I think the one we're having tonight. So in, in answer to that dude's email, I would say Desire right now. It is very enjoyable. It, 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 tasting it here, you know, again, for like the eighth time tonight, um, I get a little strawberry out of that, too. Oh, yeah? I think so. A little bit. You know, a little dark kind of strawberry flavor. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what about variety packs? Do you do like a four-pack of, you know, four different flavors? Uh, we're looking into it for specifically Chicago. There's um, certain markets or towns in, in the Illinois area that will not sell a single bottle by itself. It's against the law. Uh, so we're trying to figure out how to uh, make that work in, in their marketplace. Got it. Well, that's, an, that's a nice idea. It's another skew that everyone has to figure out. It's a whole deal when you start to do that stuff, but it's a great idea. All right, Michael, you've sent us another awesome one, and I think you've started Bevo off on, on actually having a show where she's nice to us. No. I'm going to enjoy this mead because it's hella good, but no, I'm not going to be nice. And then that's that. You won't have a choice. If you get a buzz going, you can't help yourself. Yeah. You're right. You'll succumb. Yeah, don't we have another bottle we can shove down her throat? Uh, n- no, we have, uh, we uh, have stuff. No, that, some half of that bottle was gone when I got, that first bottle was gone when I got here. Yeah, we had Still a nice got time, some. too. That's, that's enough to go. get her crunk. <laughs> And we, uh, we're making a special mead to have at the BNN8. So we, we took a braggot, a Russian imperial stout that I made probably six years ago, and we blended it with our um, wildflower mead. And uh, we got a 15-gallon keg of it we're bringing specially for you guys. Ah, oh, that's awesome, I want that. Michael. Wow. Cheers to you, man. Great. So if that runs low, you're going to have to, like, stop <laughs> pouring it for other people and only give it to us. <laughs> And by us, she means her. And by us, specifically mean myself. Right. <laughs> I got the feeling she's going to be in a good mood now. Yeah. Just going for With it. everybody else. Oh, uh, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. I knew you'd do something special for us, Michael. That's yeah. that's badass. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've got, um, well, one of my employees is uh, a huge fan of you guys. He wears his BNN hat all the time, Chris Killinger, and uh, also known as a New Hampshire Brewer, I think, on the on the f- website and chat boards. But he's, uh, we're, we're talking about making this um, apple and fireball cinnamon mead that we may have. I'm still trying to figure out a good name for it, so maybe you guys could come up with a, uh, a contest. But it's going to be like a, uh, you know, fireball candy, but made with apple and cinnamon. Fire crotch. 
<laughs> Done. You're welcome. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> we're also doing a um, a little fractal distillation uh, project that we uh, we may be sharing with some very um, select fans of yours. Oh, very cool, man. See, go to BN8. You're not gonna you're not gonna miss out on the good stuff. No. Go to the Brewing Network, Philly.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets now. You can meet Michael himself there, and uh, obviously try some of this good stuff we're talking about. All right. Beautiful, my brother. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Yeah, thank you, All right. Man. Bruce Strong. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm, there you very, go. Very tasty. That's good stuff. I never yeah. would have guessed it was that high. No. Yeah. no, no. The it's like hidden, maybe 10. Yeah. yeah it's hidden really well. Well, and he's got one that's like 18%, too. It's even a little yeah. higher. I'd be curious to try that and see if he's able to do the same thing, you know? Really well fermented. Yeah, I wonder, what is the ceiling? I mean, is it 20, 18? I mean, it seems like he's almost there. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, I, the ceiling is whether or not you, you start to taste that stuff. Right? Well, that's what so, I'm saying. Like, yeah. how, what is that ceiling before you just? It doesn't matter how good your ferment is, you will get those flavors. And my guess is when <laughs> you start getting into the 20s, that gets harder. Yeah, just that's just well, knowing beer that yeah. goes that high. Now that he's not on the on the line, I would think. How about some, like a, a diet seven up? You know, fifty fifty with this stuff. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go down be really real good. You want, <laughs> you want some carbonation? Be real good. You just want to carbonate it. You could mix. It, it would be, be carbonated. Good. It would yeah. taste a lot like a framboise. These yep. would be good mixed yeah. drinks uh, materials, man. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's making some some of them fancy cocktails. Mm-hmm. We did a show on that one. So the beer cocktails, do some mead cocktails. It'd almost be better with uh, club soda because you don't want the sweetness from the seven up because right. it already has so much sweetness, right? That's but true. But you do want fizz. It's you not a bad idea. The girls get drunk. Is what you want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't on a mission here. I don't taste the. I don't care how. <laughs> yeah. Here, try this IV I, I made you. <laughs> I don't believe in. I don't believe. Look in, over there. Yeah. <laughs> Stick. What's that? I don't really? believe in uh, in getting girls drunk and taking advantage of them. That's why I perfected the arm bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I got I the dirty do old man thing down pretty good, don't I? <laughs> oh my god! You've got mail. Kick ass. Our feedback's brought to you today by our all-new sponsor over at the Brewmeister. Go to shopbrewmeister.com, and if you use coupon code BNARMY, you'll get 10% off your first order. They're good people over there at the Brewmeister, and uh, I thank them very much for supporting the program. All right, here's your feedback for today. Justin, you shithead. I think you owe JP an oral apology. Yes! For holding anal. For holding him him back uh, from his solo show potential. That's right. JP, bless his heart. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't really like you when you do that. I know. JP, God bless him, has a great show going on, and not a damn person can download it. I think it can really take off if it's available to more than just a relatively few who can tune in during the middle of the week. Kiss JP on the mouth right now, tell him you're sorry, and put Dr. Homebrew up for download. I mean, he said it. It's too you late. You gotta do it. It's up for download. But he said... It is? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it is officially in the iTunes store for download. Uh, you know, I could go on and tell you about how, it, you know, you, everybody knows it's so easy. Why isn't it up? You're just <laughs> fucking around. But frankly, I'm fucking sick of telling you people. So, it, it you know, these things take a little time. It's now up in the iTunes store. You can uh, search the podcast. If you search Dr. Homebrew, it'll show up. If you search the Brewing Network, it should show up. Or you can just enter it as an RSS feed. The It's uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash Dr. Homebrew. 
Homebrew.xml. TheBrewingNetwork.com slash DrHomebrew.xml. And uh, that'll automatically subscribe you. The first uh, episode is up now. The second episode will actually be up tomorrow. So you'll have two episodes uh, to check out. It's not on our homepage yet. Because as I've mentioned to everybody, that whole thing is being redone on the back end, and changing it is out of my control right now. I cannot build a Dr. Homebrew page at this moment. So I'm doing my best to make it available. Use iTunes for right now and uh, search Dr. Homebrew over there, and you can listen to JP's brand new show. Thank you. He then goes on to say, if the show has been made available for download before you read this, then just say that I said the BN changed my life or some shit to make it sound good. (laughs) Suck it, Justin. (laughs) Uh... P.S. The shows have been great, and please shake Tasty once in a while so we know he's okay. Uh, Adam writes in... Uh, oh, that was from Wayne in Texas, by the way. Adam writes in, After listening to the latest couple sessions, I'm thrilled to hear about Justin's brewing more and his vested interest in improving his brewing skills. It makes for good radio discussion, and I'm proud to see him improve and not get discouraged from Adam. Thank you, Adam. I am I'm not discouraged right now, although I've only brewed three times. You know what? One of my beers is on tap downstairs. Ooh, oh, whoa, 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 nice. Really? Okay. The, uh, the, the one bitter. with the biohazard mark yeah. on it? Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, don't touch it. I made sure. Uh, is this the one that says cures constipation? It's my get a job bitter is on tap. We'll taste it later in the show. Excellent. But let me ask you this. I have my brown in there, too, and I pu- I've put it on CO2, the same CO2 that carbonated my bitter, mm-hmm. and the thing uh, won't carbonate. So something's wrong with the poppet or something, right? Like the valve on my cap. You'd be out of gas if there was a leak. Right. So it's not a leak. It's not going through at all. Yeah, it's plugged up. It's just plugged through. Yeah, I would take the... uh, I got to take it off and redo it. uh, Yeah, take it off and and clean it out. Because I put it on two different lines and I put it on the... You know, the one line carbonated my bitter and I had a different line on the brown. Well, the bitter was fine. So I I thought, okay, well, maybe it's the line. So I put the line from the bitter onto the brown for a week. Nothing. So something's happening on the cake really? side. When you pull the center rain, you, did something come out? No. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> you ever had the... the, uh, oh, the things going in then. But I've never had that happen. I've never well, had the pop it clog like that. Yeah. you had that happen, Tasty? Uh, not, no, never. No, no. I'm Gas? the, I no, am the I've king never. of ridiculous things well, happening to <laughs> screw shit up. How does vapor clog? <laughs> exactly! Wait, well, what I, did I say at the beginning? Science hates me. Have you guys ever heard of this before? You haven't experienced it, but have you heard I, of it? No. I so suppose it could happen. Well, it happened! All right, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, go try it. It's downstairs right now. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out for you. Right, we need a wrench. We need that. that we need a socket. <laughs> Got some pubes stuck in there or something. I'm not. It's yours. Well, you, you take off the poppet and you push in the little thing. And if gas comes out of there, then it's the poppet. Right. If it doesn't come out of there, then it's something inherent in the quick disconnect. But the QD worked on the other keg. Yeah, is what I'm saying. It's good. the exact same line that carbonated one it. keg. You may have broken it or something. On the way from one keg to the next. It can happen. It's, it's only trip. plastic, you know. Those things have O-rings no, in them also. It's something with that keg. It's with the keg because I had because we'll that would because that would mean that two of them are broken then, and that's much less likely, you know, than the, the most impossible thing happening. Yes. Okay. Be, listen, I just want to make sure we whenever, know what we're talking about. Whenever we're troubleshooting my beer, we right. start with the most impossible thing. And God we doesn't work want to drink. That's what it is. The other yes. way. Anyway, we have a bitter to try down right. there. Excellent. We might. Uh, Giles in Denver writes in, I'm going through the archives and I finally got to your first Brewing on the Cheap episode from June of 06. 
Now, when I read the instructions on my PBW container, that's from our fine sponsor over at Five Star, by the way, um, that I bought at my homebrew store, I saw that I'm supposed to use three quarters of an ounce per gallon on fermenters and one to two ounces per gallon on mash tuns and kettles. Uh, but Justin, you said that you use less than two ounces per five gallons on your carboy. Am I wasting PBW? Uh, should I keep using the same amount? What the fuck? Uh, that's Giles in Denver. Well, Giles, I will let these guys, you know, t- tell you their usage. But you know, I think nowadays I use more than two ounces per five gallons because. I don't leave it sitting for a really long time. I'm looking to speed up the process. I actually use hot water and about... I mean, maybe I don't use it as much as three quarters of an ounce per gallon, but but pretty darn close because it speeds up the process. I will say that using just a little bit in the past, as long as I let it sit long enough, it it works. Yeah. And if you're looking to save a little dough, that's that's one way to do things, but... You know, if you can afford the PBW, I, I would use it as directed. But guys, am I wrong? Have you had the sim- a similar experience? If you you can use less, you just have to wait longer. Very seldom would I weigh it out, but for the reason you mentioned, if you want to speed something up or if you want to be really precise, so use yeah, as you, directed. You can use yeah, yeah, use as directed and use warm water. It's going to work a little bit faster. But if you want to save a little bit, I mean, tasty. When's the last time you weighed out PBW? Uh, no, just throw it in there. Yeah, but I've I've done, I've measured it, and I know, I know what measured it looks like. Right? Yeah, and I'm about that exactly. at about three quarters. Yeah, per maybe gallon. a little less. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I use. When I'm using hot, I do use less. Yeah, I wouldn't I, use a if lot. If I'm going to recirc, like you know, like some sort of movement of it, and then you use less. I use less. Yeah, you don't need as much. That makes sense. I wouldn't listen to a whole lot of what I said back then. That was a long time ago. That threw in on the cheap <laughs> shows. And for one, I was even more broke than I am now. So I was definitely looking to conserve resources. The PBW will work in small quantities, but you got to wait. It just takes some time. You can reuse it for a little while, too. It'll get pretty nasty after a bit, but if you really want to save some cash for a little bit, you can keep reusing the solution for a few tries. Good call. All right, uh, let's see. Ew writes in. Uh, So I had some people over, and one of my friends brought this chick over who apparently likes sours. We had a great night, and the taps were flowing. I had a sign on the beer fridge requesting that folks not touch the bottles, but that all the taps were free games. Uh, free game. Near the end of the night, I noticed that that bitch not only opened the last bottle of a Flanders that I brewed around six years ago and was saving for a special occasion, but was drinking it also straight from the 750. Yeah. Yeah. Classy. I kindly reminded her to stick to the taps, but didn't make a a big to-do about it at the time. I, I really didn't want to be that guy. However, that soured cunt needs to die. Unfortunately, I'm not one for murder, but I am a fan of passive-aggressive revenge. Me too. So let's say I were to brew her a special one-gallon batch with some candida and whatnot in the mix. What are the odds that uh, she would get a real nasty yeast infection? Uh, cheers and keep up the good work. Wow, that sounds like too much yeah. work. That's, for, an, yeah. regret. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that seems... Uh... Well, if my memory uh, serves... Us sickos here at the Brewing Network have asked Chris White about this very thing several times. <laughs> and I think the answer is always that not much is going to happen. And, in fact, the beer isn't really going to do much either. And I don't imagine she's going to drink any of it because it right. won't taste very good. And, finally, no, it won't give her a, um, a yeast infection. It causes thrush. And also, if I remember correctly... <laughs> When you have people over your house who are drinking and there are things that you don't want to be drunk, 
or drank, drankin? Drunken. Drunken. Drunked. Right. Um, you take them out of the fridge. The refrigerator. Yeah. Although, that now. the slowest you've ever spoken. I agree with that. I, I agree with that because I know that people are stupid. However, he, you know, there was a sign. And why don't people respect people? Like, I, because this chick had I would have no read the sign. Hey. Girls be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, was she hot? She brings a good point. Let's girls, assume she was. Girls be drinking. She's because, with this other dude, probably, right? Yeah, but you know, as dudes, let's all be honest here. You know there's a difference between the hot chick that drank your last Flanders and the ugly broad that drank your last Flanders. One of them, you get all up in her face and you tell her, read the fucking sign, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you slap the biscuit out of her hand and send her on out. Yeah. <laughs> but the first oh, one, no. the hot chick, you're like, you're like, you're like oh. So she must have been uh, hot because you didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, let me get a glass for you. <laughs> but yeah. he really wanted but to kick her in the But then he called her cunt. a very sad name at the, just in that, yeah, well, in that feedback. That name is very yeah. sad. She wasn't staying with him that night, so he's, all right, there's a few more in here, but I gotta I gotta get to break because uh, our guest is waiting. Plus, I I guess I gotta I gotta do a phone call real quick here. Um, uh, we still have Parker on. Parker's online too. Who's on one? Ben. Who's Ben one? I wrote. It's the first thing I wrote you. The dead guy. No, before <laughs> dead guy did cold? you not get that? Oh, I see. Oh, Ben wants to ask Scott a question about a brewer. That Scott, no, oh, Jesus. All right, uh, Ben, what do you got for Scott? Ben might have passed away. <laughs> I'm about to die. This just in, Ben in Washington died while on hold at the Berg Network. <laughs> we're, we're putting off <laughs> feedback for this. Oh, he's in Oregon. Hurry up he's in Oregon. <laughs> rub one out, pick up the phone. Hey, Ben, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, what's happening? You got a question for Scott? Yeah, um, I loved your the uh, Flatdale show you guys had. Um, I only moved to Corvallis about two years ago. In the, from New Jersey, and the brewing scene here is is awesome. Uh, I wanted to know when you're going to have uh, um, Block 15 Brewing Company on. They are on the calendar for later this year. Sweet. Yeah, you're not awesome. the first person, so stay tuned. They'll be on. <laughs> okay, thanks, Scott. No problem. Man. Um, and. I want to see you guys are awesome. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Finally got the chance to call in. and uh, definitely brewed uh, some great beers from all the depths over the years, and mostly from Jay-Z. Nothing from you, Justin, but <laughs> of course. Jay-Z and uh, Tasty. <laughs> great. So. Well, thanks for listening, Good. brother. I'm glad we could help. Cheers, man. Yeah. Thanks, Ed. Also, right. ask questions to Scott at scott <laughs> at thebrewingnetwork.com. Nah, they can call in. That's all right, yeah, they can call. Parker, what's that up, buddy? That's a great, great question. It's a terrible question. I like Hello? Parker, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going all right. Parker's calling in from Missouri. Yeah. I got a question about the IPA comp, uh, the hop grenade kit. Yeah. First off, I'd like to say it was a great beer, man. I really enjoyed it. That was my first IPA that I brewed. Oh, good. And the first extract that I had gone back to in a long time. So it was nice to go back to the basics and work on some of that stuff again. Glad but hey, I, I had a question on the um, score sheet stuff. Um, it came out and said that I had some uh, oxidized hops on there, and I was just kind of curious, was there something in my process, or what would make that come through, and more specifically, what does oxidized hops, how does that come through? Is it the same as an oxidized beer, the flavor, or the aroma, or what should I be looking for there? Well, let's start or with... Or did you guys just... 
Let's start Tell with what old hops. Is that what happened? That's a possibility. I'll be honest with you. Okay. But let's <laughs> let's start with what it comes through in in the beer because I don't know either. Nate, what you does can oxidized hops uh, get? Uh, slightly cheesy, or it comes off as stone fruit, like cherries or apricots, uh, dried okay. fruit, and not necessarily what you'd want for that style of a beer, like fresh citrus, you know, citrus zest, grapefruit, orange, like a lot of things that you'd think about in a really fresh IPA. And that could be storage of the hops, either from before the time that you got them, or since uh, mm-hmm. they came in your possession, storing them at room temperature would accelerate that. And you're going to get that right. if the beer is also stored warm after you produce it as well unfortunately too easy to find a beer sitting on a shelf somewhere in a liquor store kept warm a great ipa probably was when it left the brewery but it it gets those flavors over time guarantee if you've drank a couple of of ipas over over your life you've probably been unfortunate enough to have an oxidized one so with the time frame of the kits coming in the kit getting to you you brewing the beer the the beer getting back to us any one of those things could have done it i will say that we bought fresh kits uh, we were not able to store them all refrigerated, but we got rid of them as fast as we could. Uh, we did expect that they'd go faster, actually, so otherwise we, we would have arranged to refrigerate them. We thought they'd go super quick, but they didn't. They hung around for a little while, so they were already sitting here for a little bit. But but really, hops in sealed bags, can they can last for a little while even at, at room temperature. And I know a lot of homebrew shops and, and even other brewers that don't necessarily put them in the freezer. That said... Every hop person we've ever had on the show recommends take those suckers and put them in the freezer. So there's one possibility. And then again, depending on when you brewed it and and it got back to us, you know, there's another deal there. So you, you know, you know what you do? You just blame us. That's what you do. I think I'll do that. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the kit, though, man. That was that's very cool. And, yeah, it was great. And thanks for participating in the competition, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. You just chose the wrong guy from Missouri. That's that's how it came down. Right. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. Thanks, man. Cheers. There you go. You should just stow away in the winner's luggage. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are doing the the winning weekend for that coming up. I, I think it's after NHC. Our winner oh, of nice. the IPA festival, uh, our IPA competition rather, uh, gets to come out and brew with Heretic, and then spend a day touring the Bay Area with Tasty. Remember, he's on the Tasty Tour. Yeah, and, is, there uh, show, is there a limousine for that or something? And uh, I could probably work something out. Although I can do a day, I can tell you that. Yeah, limousine, it's a 79 Volkswagen bus <laughs> and uh, has no seat belts. And, and Sam that, will be driving it. Sam will be driving it, <laughs> but, but he will wear a cute little uh, chauffeur hat. That'd be cool enough. <laughs> French made outfit. Uh, sounds so safe. Cool. I'm in. I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> we can make a gig out of this. Just do a, shoot a movie on this. We'll figure something out. We're going to do it out for the dude. And then there's the show. He's going to be on the show. And uh, it's, a, it's a whole thing happening. It'll be a good time. All right, let's do this. I got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Tom, uh, author of The Audacity of Hops. And we'll find out about the new book, 888-401-BEER, if you have questions or just hit the chat button on the homepage and do it that way. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next the meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. we got a lot to do today. The Trophy Fire is going to join us on the program a little bit later. Our good friends at Trophy Fire. They're playing the Brewing Network Anniversary Party, BNA8 in Philly. You can go to the Brewing Network Philly.eventbrite.com, get your tickets. And they're, they've got a new album out at long last. That's and, right. Uh, they'll be performing a couple tunes on it on tonight's show. It's good. And uh, it is good. Yeah. Another, uh, they have a great producer, too, because... Uh, you know, they're not. It's not as if they're signed to some enormous record label that spends a million dollars on a on a recording. Yeah, but it's a million dollar recording. It sounds awesome. All their albums do. Their last one sounded really great too. So uh, you can check them out. We'll be talking to them a little bit later in the show. But right now, we got Tom Acatelli, the new uh, the author of the new book, The Audacity of Hops. Tom, are you with us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thanks for being on the program with us. Sure. Sure. Of course. Question number one, is there a beer in your hand? Uh, no, there isn't. It's, uh, I actually have some seltzer. Ah, oh, fail, Sh- Should I have lied? You should have lied. Of course. Yeah. Of course you should have lied. This is, th- <laughs> although it's this philosophy of mine that most beer books never get written, because I feel like every author should have a beer in their hand the entire time they're writing. Oh, sh- and sure, you, sure. You know how that goes. Well, the thing about yeah. Tom is he's not a beer industry guy. He considered other topics before settling on. He's become one. Right. But he wasn't born one, which is why, A, there's a book, and B, he doesn't have a beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tom, what is your background? Have you always been an author? Uh, well, I, I was a business journalist for many years, starting in North Carolina and then in New York City. And about 2010, I was looking around for an idea for a business story, basically, to tell. And I wanted it to be fun, which is kind of difficult to do sometimes in business journalism. Yeah. And uh, I wanted a story that intersected with a lot of different movements and stories. And craft beer is certainly that. Definitely. So I worked on worked, started working on the book in earnest in 2011. What else was on on your short list of topics? Well, I was looking into stuff on real estate, yeah, um, economic development in cities. I mean, really disparate stuff. 
Yeah. But I had been a home brewer for a few years. I mean, I, I can't, I, I don't, I, I got to admit, I don't really know the chemistry, but I can make, I can stumble through a pale ale. There we go. And I can make a, uh, like a, a dark ale that I, I can cover up a lot of the, what's wrong with it with a lot of cinnamon. That a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your holiday ale, you know. Thanks yeah, exactly. And I give it as gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it, what's interesting to me is, is, you know, the way that you approached it by, by trying to find a business story to tell. And it seems to me that it wasn't too long ago that craft beer wouldn't have fit the bill. This is a pretty recent thing that they might have met your criteria. Am I wrong about oh, sure. that? Sure. It was, a, I mean, for, okay, if we, if we date the start of the American craft beer movement in August 1965, which is where my book begins, okay. it's with Fritz Maytag buying control of Anchor in San Francisco. Nice. But for about 11 years, it's just Fritz and his team in San Francisco. And their distribution really doesn't make it i mean it makes it out of california but not to that many different places okay right then in 1976 you have you know jack mcauliffe in new albion you have some tax changes in washington you have uh homebrewing legalization in 78 79 at the federal level at least yeah and then it really takes off okay but even you know the 80s you have uh really rapid growth into the 90s and there's that big shakeout in 1999 2000 and it's been marching upwards since then but yeah i mean it was not a you would not go into craft brewing as a career choice i don't think until you know 85 86 somewhere in there and even then it was a select group of people oh yeah and these guys were hardcore they were dedicated uh entrepreneurial um you know, they wore many hats, and, and they went through a lot to sort of realize this. Can you talk about the the shakedown that you mentioned uh, around 2000? Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, they just gloss over that topic here on the show. And they say it as if everybody knows it. And, and we do. We all know that there was a shakeout there. But I wonder if you were able to investigate some of the, the reasons uh, surrounding that. <sighs> It was an interesting topic to look at, the, the shakeout. Like, I had several people who, really big names in the industry, and your listeners would know them. Um, they spoke, you know, not for attribution for the book. It's in the book, what they said, but I don't reveal who said what. But okay. For instance, the, the single biggest reason that kept coming up was that there was a lot of dubious quality beer, or beer of dubious quality. Right. You know, uh, in the mid-80s, you have Pete's Wicked and Boston Beer, a.k.a. Sam Adams. And they're fantastic brands, and they did really well, and they grew very fast. And so you have a lot of people coming in thinking that they can be the next Sam Adams in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, they didn't put as much care into the beer as you know Jim Cook and Boston Beer might. Sure. So there was, as one... You know, veterans said to me, he uh, said, you know, quite simply, there was, quote, unquote, a lot of shitty beer. <laughs> right. uh, another, another guy said, um, uh, he called it the, there were so many Milli Vanilli brands. Yeah. 
I don't know if you guys remember. Okay, you do. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want us to sing it for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the right so, stuff. Oh, uh, uh, the other oh. one. Oh shit! I the don't know any the dread song. Oh. Extensions. But, and then when Bruno. You know, was in so, there. so basically, what you had happening in the late '90s was a lot of consumers were opening these dubious quality beers, gagging on them, and thinking, "Well, I'm not going to pluck de- plunk down a premium." For another one of these craft beer brands, right? So a lot of them did just just start to go, and and uh, I would say between 1996 and 2000, about one third of the craft brewing operations in the U.S. closed. Wow, that's yeah. an enormous number. Yeah, it's still it's still left you know 400 thereabouts intact, and of course that number is uh, well, I don't know when when tippled if that's the word. I think so. Grown yeah, at least, grown at least five folds. So right since then. And so that's the difference today. Everybody um, talks about. I was I was I did a swing from California earlier this month, and everyone kept asking and talking about whether there's going to be another shakeout. Yeah, and I don't I don't think so because the quality is so much better and so much uniformly better today. All right, I've got that question for you, but maybe from a different angle. Okay. The big breweries are getting into craft beer and putting you know, a big picture of like a mountain or a farm or something on their bottle. And, and instead uh-huh. of calling it Budweiser, it's called, you know, uh, uh, Sparkling Lagoon Pale Ale or whatever it is, right? <laughs> That's a beautiful name. Uh, do you, my question is now, the fast forward to this time, do, do you think we'll get a shakeout of of those where people, where consumers know the difference between the big beer companies cashing in on, on craft beer's growth and an actual craft brewery making their beer? That's a really good question, actually. I, I don't know. I mean, i i would point I would point back to say uh, the uh, the nineteen nineties. There were what I call uh, phantom crafts of from Budweiser and Miller, uh, Coors. Yeah. You know, this is this was the uh, the time period where where brands like Blue Moon were born. Yeah. Um, and while Blue Moon did pretty well and still does very well, uh, most of those brands either disappeared or became a novelty. One of the ones that really jumped out at me was, it was called, um, I, I think I'm remembering this right, Pacific Ridge. Oh, yep, yeah. you are right. Uh, yeah. And Sierra Nevada. That had one. packaging almost identical to Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. It talked about being brewed in Northern California. Uh, it talked about Cascade Hops. And that, you know, it, it probably spikes in, in 96, 97, and then the sales dwindled very rapidly. So right. just going by history, I want to think that consumers would be able to, to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Time will tell. It's interesting that you bring up Pacific Ridge. It makes me remember that I was duped by Pacific Ridge. It was before oh, really? I, yeah, it was before I was a home brewer and before I got into this, you know, r- real hard hardcore brewing scene. So I just was I kept looking for the next craft beer. There weren't too many of them on the shelf at that time. So uh-huh. anything that looked like a craft beer I would buy. Now I I was duped thinking that they were a craft beer because their branding was good. I was not duped by the flavor. It I, sucked, I huh? never bought it again. It was that bad? <laughs> it, yeah. it was. Now we I, I we shouldn't go too far into this. I I'm still surprised that we're not seeing actually wonderful craft beers from from the big breweries because they are such good brewers. But but we just aren't, and I I do think there's going to be another shakeout of it. Um, yeah. However, I don't think there's going to be another shakeout of this craft beer revolution that we're seeing, 
And that's because most of these guys, and, and while you interviewed a bunch of them, Tom, um, they're pretty passionate about quality, I would think. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And that's one of the things. I mean, it's sort of holy writ right now is quality and training. And also, you know, what what the movement has today and what the marketplace has today is, you know, an educated craft beer consumer, which was not the case in the, certainly in the 60s and 70s, but 80s and 90s too. Right. People just didn't know. And even if they knew, they, you know, they, they might have thought they knew, but they didn't know. Right. You know, it's like Donald Rumsfeld, the old known unknowns. I mean, it was just people didn't know what they didn't know. Yeah. And they thought they knew what they, in fact, did not know. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Sounds like the story of my life. Yeah, somehow yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So today you have, you have, you know, a very active, vibrant scene aided by social media and the Internet. And you just didn't have that as, as, as you know, as recently as i would say 10 years ago right well yeah 10 years ago you didn't have a, a generation of you know 25 to 35 year olds that all they drink is craft beer i mean you know mm-hmm. that, that this is a totally right. different uh, demographic right now than than uh, when say the first consolidation took place and right. uh i want to ask you tom is in that that consolidation do you think any part of that was the fact that the beer supply had actually you know had gone ahead of the demand for craft beer i mean wasn't craft beer something that was really foreign to a lot of people you mentioned oh, yeah, the quality of the beer. Certainly. Yeah, and and I don't think it really. Um, it, it in nineteen ninety six in October nineteen ninety six there was this uh, Dateline segment uh, NBC and this was back when Dateline was like a serious franchise and was designed to compete directly with sixty Minutes mm-hmm. and uh, they they basically um, interviewed uh, people from Anheuser Busch and sort of angled an entire segment. Toward and this aired right after the World Series game, so it had a pretty big audience. Yeah, uh, toward casting questions on craft beer, huh? sort of where where is your craft beer really coming from? You know, some of these brands aren't really being brewed where they say they're being brewed on the bottle. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you know, there was a very distinct awareness, I think, uh, among larger brewers, the macros. about the vulnerabilities of the micros and that the biggest vulnerability was the fact that consumers just didn't know or were unsure so that makes me think back to your mentioning of jack mcauliffe and Uh and new albion brewing he clearly was before this he was after anchor but before the big revolution uh did you get to interview him for the book oh yeah he was fantastic a few times yeah he's a funny guy i love the guy um why do you think he didn't make it? Um, that's a good question. And it's, I mean, I, I, I really, had they held on, had New Albion held on just a little bit longer, literally maybe, you know, year, I mean, of course, it's easy from 30 years on to say, oh, they should have just, sure. they should have just held on. Why didn't they? But if they had just held on 18 months, 24 months, they would, it could have really been something. They'd actually scouted out space for a brew pub. And they were going to make a big move from the uh, brewery that Jack himself had constructed right. using Gravity Flow System in the wilds of, of Sonoma County, and they were going to really step up and, and be you know, a brew pub in the front and the brewery in back. Um, I think they, and this happened to a lot of craft operations uh, in the in the early 80s, uh, d- distribution got the better of them. 
Mm-hmm. So there was demand there. They just couldn't keep up with the demand. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do the distribution. Yeah. Right. So they, they had enough going on in the San Francisco Bay Area, but they just didn't have a way to get it, you know. I think beer, beer being a perishable thing. It was all self-distributed back then? Mostly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Anchor had, had some distribution going on. There were a couple others, but distributors by and large just would not take on craft. It just wasn't it wasn't worth their while. Right. And I have to think that since craft was just catching on, you had to you know distribute to a wider and wider network to get those drinkers. Yeah. Like oh, the, yeah. yeah. And you had to do education. You had to go. Yeah. You had to offer to show up at bars, especially, and say, you know, yeah. I will talk to your wait staff and your bartending staff and explain to them this that, that thing that they're going to be serving. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you had to yeah. preach to the unconverted. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. now everybody's then you converted. You go collect the bottles and make sure they came back to you so you can fill them up again. Right. Yeah, that's right. I remember him saying that to us. He had, he had to go around and pick up the cases uh-huh. of bottles. You know, Jack was a victim of being first. He was the he was the MySpace. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, great idea, and everyone loved it. And uh, well, too bad someone's going to come around and do it better now. Let's give it a better name. <laughs> you know, poor bastard. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. I just want to say about Jack. Uh, uh, Jim Cook and Boston Beer did resurrect the New Albion brand. Yeah, we got to try some of that. And Have you had it? We, we had it. Yeah, we went to the, uh, what was it, the release party at Russian River? One of them, yeah. We did the release party at Russian River. There's actually an interview on our YouTube page with Jim and Jack at the Great American Beer Festival when they released some of it there. And uh, I'm glad you bring it up again. I don't mind talking about it again because uh, it was a, a very nice gesture on Jim Cook's part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that the proceeds also went to Jack, who didn't get to benefit from the boom of of, of craft beer. And Jim didn't have to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, it's not a beer that's going to uh, really change the bottom line of Sam Adams either. It's I don't even in fact I don't even think it's going to be available year round. Um, I don't think it is. Either. It's just a one off. But it was a nice gesture to do that. That I think Jim did for Jack. Mm-hmm. Did you get to try the beer? Yeah, I've had it. I've had it a few times. It's uh, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, Jay Brooks, you know the, the beer the beer writer, yeah, uh, actually was telling me that he had a new Albion from the early eighties. Oh, really? Somebody somebody got in touch with him and said, "Look, I have some, I have some bottles left," and it actually stood the test of time. It no, it did not. Really? really? That's what he said. Wow. He's, All things considered, or really tasted good. <laughs> well, you know, Jay's got a good palate. If he says that, well, I, I believe him. I'd be curious. But was he rolling he, his eyes when he said it? <laughs> He, he didn't drink the whole thing, but he said, you know, for a pale ale that's 30 years old, I mean, it's not. Right. All right. Well. I mean, it probably didn't have fresh hop character, but if it, right. if it didn't sour or spoil, well, that's impressive. It is kind of impressive, uh, but stand the test of time just means what? You didn't, he didn't get sick and die from it. <laughs> you could still drink. It's still liquid. <laughs> right. Stands just fine to me. I mean, sure, it's 30 years old and it's been in my garage since I've moved here from the hottest place in the world, but. Right. All right. I, I actually have um, one of my one of my best sources on the book was a, a guy named Matthew Reich who started um, New Amsterdam uh, brewery in uh, in New York in the early eighties, New York City, and it was one of the first operations on the east on the east coast, or actually east of the Mississippi. Okay. And he his son lives. I live in the Boston area, and his son lives in the Boston area, and he had his son drop off just a bo- boxes and boxes of his old. New Amsterdam related business stuff, you know, old business plans and then booklets and, and all, you know, 
back in the era when we printed this stuff out and filed it away. Right. <laughs> and uh, his one of the things that his son tried to give me was a, like a six-pack of New Amsterdam from 1985-86. Wow. I made him take a few bottles because I said, you'll want this someday. Yeah. Uh, I have, But I have two bottles now of, of New Amsterdam Amber Ale um, that I, I am going to save until 2016 and, and have them when they're 30 years old. So Nice. <laughs> what happens. Uh, yeah. Keep us on your email list. <laughs> so when you die from it, <laughs> no, we, just, we can read your obituary yeah. on our show. I, you know, believe it or not, I'm a fan of this type of tasting, and I haven't had a lot of great success with it. No, I've had I. some barley Imagine wines that. that actually were really amazing. That I, you know, there's been a couple of successes with with beers that are that old, but they were all beers built to age. Yeah, but no yeah. beer is really, aside from a a, a Cantillon, a, a goose like that. There, there's no beer is really meant to age thirty years, but. It's fascinating. It is. I, I have a, a bunch of Anchor Christmas from the 80s I can bring in if you want to do this tasting. All the caps are resting. It's real great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's been <laughs> in my garage. I really do. Every heat spell. Sign me up. It, yeah. This is where I get a little beer nerdy. I like the old tastings. I'm not talking so about like a, like a few-year-old Pilsner Urkel here. It's been sitting <laughs> really? on my back porch. Oh. I'm talking about a, a bottle like this that a, that a brewery themselves, like Tom is talking yeah. about, has saved. They saved a sick six pack of it and if it's done right i just think yeah. it's cool you know it's fun now you wrote this uh as you've mentioned from a, a business perspective so do you do you go into some of the economic impacts not only on on small communities that these small breweries are popping up at but in the country uh, as a whole sure sure one of, one of the sort of meta themes of the whole book is the craft beer segment the craft beer market as as a you know bright light in American manufacturing at a time when Amer- American manufacturing was uh, on the decline and being buffeted by all sorts of things, yeah. And craft beer, except for the you know there, there was uh, you know uh, shakeouts in the eighties and then the big one in the late nineties. For the most part, it's been on a growth trajectory. Okay, and it is a manufacturing business. A good right. point. I hadn't thought yeah. of it in the manufacturing yeah. sector, but you're absolutely right. An anchor, for instance, just to give an example, is the biggest manufacturing business in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, it... it um, Aside from Hustler. <laughs> <they're> manufacturing <laughs> as boners. A, <laughs> as well, a the business, business you know, craft beer is a, you know, a bright spot in American manufacturing. And not only that, but like you were saying, like it had a very good impact, uh, a positive impact, especially in larger cities that I found. Okay. You know, you have, where I am, you know, Harpoon, oh, yeah. Mass Bay Brewing Company on, on the South Boston waterfront, Brooklyn Brewery in New York, um, uh, in Great Lakes, yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. You know, th- these, these breweries were good for their hometowns in an economic development way. Absolutely. Yeah. But can and you they're finally they're sorry, they're finally getting the recognition. You know, you have suddenly you have mayors and senators and the governors wanting to have wanting to talk about craft beer impact. And I can give you a really good example. Okay. Where where I grew up was North Carolina. And as you can imagine, the South lagged the rest of the country as far as embracing craft beer with, you know, forward looking legislation like legalizing homebrewing, for instance. Yeah. Um so, you know, North Carolina was not, you would not think of it as a craft beer destination, but now it has, 
you know, a couple dozen really high quality breweries. And more importantly, the, the, the state has embraced it. They're turning the old tobacco fields into hop fields. Wow. Uh, the, the first four year degree program east of the Mississippi for, for brewing has started at Appalachian State University. Nice. And New Belgium and Sierra Nevada are going to open their East Coast operations near Asheville. Right. I think that's just a great example. And, that, and you know, uh, two successive governors have made it a point to talk about their support for that, that type of growth. It is a great example, especially yeah. coming from the, from the legislation standpoint where they're going, look, let's create a free market for these breweries here. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. uh, reduce the, the, the laws, get them in here, and we're going to benefit from it. You know, mm-hmm. and Sierra Nevada and New Belgium opening a brewery in your state is an yeah. enormous deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. uh, now can we? Fo- did you get to talk to Brooklyn Brewery at all? Oh yes, yes. Steve Hindy was the first interview. He was really helpful. Oh, good. Because I think that they're a great. Uh, now they're they're obviously a, a pretty large regional brewery now, but but they're I think that the quintessential community brewery there in Brooklyn that started small, really did things right. And the community around them has changed. The businesses around them have changed. The people who live around them has changed, I think, uh, since they've been there and during their growth. Oh, yeah, certainly. I, I did a, a book event there um, uh, about three weeks ago, and, you know, the crowd was young, yeah. professional, and, and most of them walked there, I would say. Or they or right. had very short commutes to get to Brooklyn Brewery on, on North 11th Street in Williamsburg. Um, Steve... And, you know, Garrett Oliver and Tom Potter, Steve's uh, co-founder, you know, they very consciously designed that brewery space to be a community hub. It wasn't just going to be a manufacturing plant. There's nothing wrong with just a manufacturing plant, but they meant it to host events, you know, art shows, parties, things like that. Sure. And it has. From From a real estate perspective... Do you, do you find uh, a lot of breweries, you know, they, they're starting off with low budgets, and the places they're finding affordable space are not exactly the most desirable parts of towns, or they're the vacant parts of towns where manufacturing has, has left. Uh, uh-huh. is, that, is that a trend that you found uh, from a business standpoint, researching oh, for yes. this book? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can think of two examples. Um, well, there's the Mass Bay Brewing Company, the makers of Harpoon, on, on the Southie waterfront, South Boston, which was just not, um, I mean, if you've ever seen The Departed. Yeah. Okay, that's that. Okay. That was that back in the day. Got it. It was so. not a place you moved your business. Right. So, <laughs> and that's um, where they moved. Yeah, and, and the city was their landlord. Okay. And the city of Boston wanted them there. The other one that uh, jumps to mind is uh, Wincoop mm-hmm. in, uh, in Denver. Yep. John Hinkenlooper's outfit that moved in and changed that whole area. Really, city. I, I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, it's a neighborhood name. It escapes me, but it's you know, down near the ballpark, and it's a yeah. and it's a great area now. Yeah, if yeah. you go to the Great American Beer Festival, you, you can walk through there, and it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, just Lodo, isn't it lower downtown? Yeah, Lodo. Yeah. Right, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I just that's the stuff I find interesting because on the show here we don't get a lot of time to to talk about how it's affected economics and and society in that sense. We we spend a lot of time talking about how much beer is being sold and consumed and produced and and how much good beer and and the process of making beer. But 
and and we'll even and we throw out a lot of numbers, you know, uh, on the rise thirteen percent every year for the last several years. You know, we'll we'll do a lot of that, but I I'm enjoying the opportunity to talk about how some of those roots have branched out away from the brewery and actually affected other people's lives that aren't working at the brewery. Yeah. Sure, sure, and it's and I mean this is one one of the other big themes of the book, and it kind of surprised me because I was not a foodie, so to speak. Um, the intersection that craft beer has had with the restaurant industry and with things like local boorism and, and, you know, uh, lack of a better word, fine food or slow food. You know, the, the craft beer industry is is inextricably bound up in it now. Right. And one of the things that kind of mystifies me, and I, I talked to a lot of people out west about this, was uh, it still does not, craft beer still does not occupy the same status as fine wine say right um, you will you will go to some restaurants and they will have just you know a, a booklet of wine the wine list is just you, you couldn't get through it even if you, if you had the whole evening and then they will have um, the craft the craft beer list will be or the beer list will just be imports and domestics so while I think it's it's um, at a point where craft beer, you know, intersects so much with fine food, uh, it, it, it hasn't sort of gotten over that hump that wine got over a long time ago. Right. It's got some. It's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, I think that it's it's going to happen. I just think it's going to happen in a different way. Either way, even even with wine, but I love you know both industries have uh, affected started as a small business, especially in the United States. You know, uh, fine wine in the U.S. Uh, started in in the little town of Napa, and now is an enormous multi billion dollar industry, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so I think they follow the same path. Uh, they're just seeing different people uh, doing it, especially like you mentioned earlier, the young thirty somethings that that. Uh, are all around Brooklyn Brewery and every other brewery in the country right now. Country right now. Mm-hmm. So, sure. um, well, it's excellent stuff. Uh, who's buying the book? I'm curious, Tom. Or maybe I should ask you. You know, who was it developed for? Entrepreneurs or beer lovers? Uh, both, I would say. Uh, it's it's designed. I mean, I wrote it to be ex- as ex- obviously as accessible as possible to a wide as possible audience. Yeah. Um, I do not go into. A lot of um, beer terminology. Okay, I sort of get that out of the way at the beginning and, and give like a one paragraph. Here's how the brewing process works. Okay, and get right into the history. Got it. Um, yeah, and you're essentially covering. I mean, you're talking about. You, you mentioned it. You, you start out in San Francisco uh, with Anchor, and you're covering the history of the different breweries and their and their economic progress uh, through to the end. Yeah, it starts in 65 yeah. and goes to about 2011 and is is the story of the breweries and their intersection with you know the manufacturing sector with fine food right. uh, with technology. So yeah. I love it. It's a book that yeah. needed to be written. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I'm just as as kind of, to sum it up here too. Um I'm looking through my notes and uh, you were you've you did interviews around the country, of course, and you did some here in California and through the Bay Area. And uh, I hear you you tried to go up to see uh, Ken Grossman, <laughs> and you had to drive from Lagunitas, which is in Petaluma, 
and uh-huh. Ken Grossman is is in Chico. And just to give uh, listeners an idea, if you're not familiar with Northern California, Chico is so far from the Bay Area that it is the one brewery I so want to go to and have never been right. to. Me neither. I've never, me been, I've never been there either. Because it is way the F up. I've actually yeah. never been to Chico. See? Yeah. Uh, yep. So... Were you aware of how far that was, Tom? I I drive like five times a year, so this was an event. I see. Uh, <laughs> I, I did the Google Maps. I just didn't believe that it would take that long. Right. So, You're like, oh, I Google's wrong. I made it. You did make it. Okay. Yes. There we go. Oh, yes. You're a city kid. You don't you don't normally drive. I, I was. Yeah, I do not normally drive. I was I was famished and exhausted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I made it. Yeah. You should have made Ken fly you home in his private jet. <laughs> It's a it's a hundred and seventy miles, yeah. give or take, and it's a lot of it's two lane going across the yeah. state. Exactly, that's more what it is. Is it's the it's the two lane nature that you yeah. you look at it on the map. Actually, because I'm with Tom on that, you kind of look at the Google map and you're like, six hours. Yeah, that's it's not one hundred seventy miles. Uh, <laughs> you, know. so you go through the Trinity Mountains or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and good on you. What got me is you're still in California after all that driving. Right. You're still yep. in California. Yeah, you're not even close to the... Oh, yeah. You, and you could have gone 15 hours in the opposite direction and still been in California. California's a stupid state. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of land. Yes. Well, good. It's exactly why. Well, it's all warm and beaches. You know, it's all the same. Yeah. It's annoying as hell. <laughs> hey, Tom, has any of this uh, inspired you to homebrew again? Uh, yes, actually. Um I I've taken it back up and I, I'm trying to learn the chemistry of it. So uh, I, I attempted a, a Belgian pale ale that actually turned out pretty well. Nice. But the homebrew shop, uh, homebrew emporium in um, Cambridge, uh, it turns out that I bought a seasonal yeast strain that I'm not going to be able to get for another like 12 months. So ah. it was yeast that did it. Got so it. I'm going to try it again. Yeah. They got to wait a year. And you didn't add cinnamon this time, Tom? <laughs> right. I did not. No, no, awesome. Thank you. You had a can on hand, though, just in case, huh? Right. Oh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. And in your research for the book, how much weight did you gain, Tom? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I stayed pretty slim. Oh, that a boy. You spend oh, most yeah. time you're driving, you know. So. The rest of us here at the Brewing Network, we, we've we all are. gained 20 pounds since starting here. It's a lot of research, you know. I also <laughs> eat lard out of the drum. So. Right. All right, the audacity of hops. It's available on Amazon right now, or anybody anywhere else you want to plug that people can buy it, Tom. Uh, it's it's available all over the place. Okay, uh, if you want to help out the Brewing Network, you can click the Amazon link right on our homepage, and then search the audacity of hops: uh, the history of America's craft beer revolution by Tom Acatelli. And uh, it's a fantastic story, Tom. Thanks for writing it and spending some time with us, man. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Take care. There you go. Tom Acatelli, The Audacity of Hops. I like it. I like the perspective. I like that yeah. it's some I like that it's written by somebody um not in the industry. That is that is good. Exactly. You need outside eyes. He's more of a business journalism focus. Yep. He's taking information facts, doing good interviews. Sure. Not necessarily coming at it from a I love beer first perspective. And it's just, really cool. just take that manufacturing uh, uh, uh angle. 
that, that he's going for and really describing that, look, this is a manufacturing process. This is part of the manufacturing industry. So when the rest of the world, when we've been talking about how manufacturing is leaving the United States, and it has been, I'm not saying that's false information, but that's what uh, economists and job people talking about the, the job market are talking about. Uh, this is one part of manufacturing that's growing in the U.S. Yeah, it's got to be here. It's like, you know, milk and uh, beer. It's yeah. Be produced locally. Although I did make the mistake of calling Jim Cook's brewery a factory once uh, during oh, an interview at GABF. Like oh, he didn't like it all. He st- the interview came to a screeching halt, and he said, Justin, it's a brewery, <laughs> not a factory. And he's right. However, well, that doesn't exclude a brewery from the manufacturing process. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I, did li- I respected it. He, was, he wasn't being mean to me. He was being funny, but he was making the distinction. Uh, he, he might have said now to Tom, yes, we might be in manufacturing, but we do not operate factories. We operate breweries. All right. You know, that's, his, that's where he draws the line. Factories are they're really so big. It's a touchy subject, probably a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's true. Well, it goes against, it goes against the the marketing of craft beer, which is all yeah. by hand, and you don't make anything by hand in right. a factory. Yeah, you don't. It yeah. doesn't say factory crafted on the label. <laughs> it should though, <laughs> right? A craft beer as part of the manufacturing industry, right? Something like that. It was crazy to hear him say that it's uh, the biggest manufacturing company in San Francisco is yeah. Anchor. That's yep. a, that's crazy. That is, and I, you know what? It's something that makes me proud. Uh, yeah, uh, honestly, of, of Anchor. That's an that's an awesome. Story. Statistic no that they're the the biggest manufacturing po- and manufacturing such an amazing product. Yes, <laughs> beer. <laughs> they're open a new brewery too. You know? Apparently, sometime yeah. in the next few years. Oh yes, that's the right. Big giant beer, the big giant beer forty eight or something. Yeah, behind back. Giants Park. Yep. Big plan. Another scoop we didn't get uh, because I think that information became public very shortly after they were on our show. I don't know what to do in the pre-interviews to get this. Do I have to waterboard them? Like, what, what do yes. I got to do? You, know, <laughs> you have to specifically plant the question, are you now or have you ever been planning on expansion? No, no. You know what, though, JP? I'm glad you bring that up because we went to the pre-interview at Anchor. Right. You were there, JP. I was there. And they did, in several ways, hint to us that they're opening another they basically said we're looking to expand we're looking now we're looking at buildings we're looking now but clearly the time frame between that and the closing of this deal on pier 48 or whatever it is <laughs> they knew goddamn well where they were where oh, they yeah. were going oh, they had yeah. documents they had diagrams yeah. they had numbers and 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 they're just they- <laughs> waiting for some attorney to come back from vacation or something and we just got the we're looking we're looking yeah <laughs> There's, maybe it'll be here. Maybe it'll be there. He's <laughs> got the whole. I don't know. Um, another, she just before scoop. every interview be like, okay. What do is, people? Is not- there anything that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks that we should know about that somebody else is going to know about before we do? Because if so, I'd like to change that. Right. I do. I, I ask that. I'm like, I want. We want exclusives. You know, what's what? What are you about to announce that we can do on our show? I I do. I just got to torture him. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, waterboard. You're right. I have a special announcement and a congratulations. Uh, tattoo guy pushed out. Yep. Oh. I promised Casey Kaminsky that if we couldn't do the branding and tattoo guy pissed out, pissed out. <laughs> pissed out, too. He could have pissed out. <laughs> I would give them to Casey, who promised to let us wear a sandwich board. That's right. Decorated with all of his quote-unquote recent Facebook, Facebook posts. Yes. A sandwich board? Written by Jason Petros. That's right. So, 
Casey Kaminsky, if you're listening, is he in the chat room? No. I don't think so. Uh, he's the winner of our Firestone tickets. I might, I'll might. i find his email. I'll try to get a hold of him during the show. If he doesn't claim them, then we've still got a pair of tickets to give away to Firestone. <laughs> That's right. But I promised him if branding and tattooing did not come through, <laughs> we would be Facebook sandwich boarding. Sandwich boarding. Wait. Which, I'll be honest, Firestone is going to be so much happier you were, about. You were going to brand... I missed one show and you're going to brand somebody? No, he yeah, was going to brand himself. He Some, called in and volunteered it. Some okay. creepy goth guy was going to okay, brand Okay, now, him. you guys he need offered. to not encourage bad behavior. <laughs> Why? You're not parents? <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I am. <laughs> well, then you need to be this person's mom. because I'm clearly all of your parents, too. <laughs> he needs one. Jesus. <laughs> right. Poor Matt Brittles is on the phone going, that's what he said. Every time this uh, new caller I'm calls sorry, in. I'm sorry, Matt. I will take care of this from now on. <laughs> Matt just kept going, oh, God. <laughs> What is happening here? Uh, well, I don't know, but who am I to censor people's idiotic behavior? I have a call. Maybe it's dude. All right. Let's take a uh, quick break. Uh, when we come back, it's a time for a little update on our latest Brewcaster Challenge between Tasty and Nate. It's the first time we're seeing them in the studio together since their competition has oh, been man. announced. We'll find out more about their wit beer recipes when we return. Hang in there. It's the session. Yeah. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket.
Edwards Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Ten, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister. And Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at HereticBrewing.com. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. (sighs) Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. 
what's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a horse beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Tom Acatelli, he's the author of the new book, The Audacity of Hops, for hanging out with us. Uh, click on the Amazon link on our homepage and then search Audacity of Hops. You'll find the book available there. Uh, again, uh, nice dude and uh, a great idea and uh, a great perspective on, on the beer industry. Don't forget that later on we are talking to the Trophy Fire, our good friends at Trophy Fire. Uh, their uh, new album is available for sale in iTunes. You can search at the Trophy Fire and they're going to uh, perform a couple songs in here for us. Good. They're also performing live at the Brewing Network anniversary party. Even and, better. Uh, they're, a, they're a BN fan favorite, and um, Ben will wear tight pants. And, well, of course. Uh, people can you look at his wiener. Well, at least the outline of a ball. I don't know. See the one ball. If the, depends if, if the wiener is... Can we start a rumor right? that uh, the singer of the Trophy Fire only has one ball? I think we just did. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he'll let it. He'll let you touch it for a smoke and five bucks. <laughs> and a couch to sleep on. That's how he hits those high notes. It's the one ball. It is the one. ball. There was really nothing wrong with the other ball. Uh, he was just like, "Look, I need to yeah. get higher." I'm, I just right. uh, my emotions are not being expressed at this low octave. He need that vocal range. No yeah. way to get it. And Doc was like, "All right, give away the low for the high." <laughs> you don't get the dreaminess right. of my lyrics. Yeah. It's a music venue, too, isn't it? World Cafe Live? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a badass show. It's a place designed for great music, and we're bringing in great music wow. for you. Also, uh, the Trophy Fire has been kind enough to back up the Brewing Network yes! band. Yes! Uh, oh, so right. that, uh, uh, they, they're they're playing. Oh, they're going to perform. Excellent. They're going to wow. play the Excellent. instruments uh, so that we can um, sound decent. Bevo, are you going to sing? No. Why not? Because I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Fair enough, I suppose. Bevo, Bevo sings. Quite nicely. Yeah, she'll sing if I You're tell her to crazy. sing. crazy. No, I won't. Yeah, you will. I do what I want. We'll see. <laughs> Wait until the audience You're is right. chanting, Bebo, Bebo. You're, right. You're going to do it. All right, let's go to the phones where I believe we have Casey on the line, uh, who uh, could be the recipient of our Firestone Walker <laughs> tickets. Casey. Yeah, what's up? I promised you last week uh, that if we had two bailouts and you let us do the sandwich board, you're in. Well, now... Yep. Um, and you guys can make up shit too. I don't. I don't care as long as it's funny. Um, oh, it'll be. Have you ever heard us? Of course, it'll be funny. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the show or not. <laughs> We're a lot more than just an interview. <laughs> yeah. We're a great interview. Right. We're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Casey. Casey works for one of our sponsors. Does he not? That's correct. No, it doesn't. That- I don't know that this is associated with that sponsorship well but doesn't that automatically not. discount him because uh nah. uh you know i work for it i'm no own it 
He just works there. He's a, he's a listener, calls in all the time. All and right. by the way, we always do that rule arbitrarily anyway. We don't have lawyers. You can sue us all you want. <laughs> I know a lawyer, but <laughs> I don't have one. I think. No, in, you don't. Here's what I think in fairness people didn't call in and offer up a lot of things. The two people that offered up more hardcore things that 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 we wanted didn't follow through. Casey is willing to follow through, and I'll follow through on on my promise to give him the ticket. So, Casey, they're yours, brother. You've won in life. Yes. You've won in life. Finally, that's that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> getting this, you know, I just know I'm somewhere. Yeah, now you might be. Uh, I haven't quite finished college, but shit, I went to the Invitational with Firestone Walker. You are yeah. somewhere. You haven't gone yet. <laughs> you are over 21, right? I'm 23, yeah. I'm 23. Although I look like I'm fucking 16 or some shit. Well, bring your ID. And do you have someone <laughs> to give the other ticket to, to go with you? Yeah, my dad uh, is probably going to go. If not, that I'm going to go with um, someone else like my uncle or something. He's bringing his daddy. Oh, can't get a date. <laughs> Uh, no girl wants to be there. <laughs> that is, oh, there's girls there. Yeah. Well, yeah, no girl you're talking wants, about the invitational, right? No girl wants to be walking next to Casey in a sandwich board. Oh, your dad. So, exactly. Uh, just take note of that, JP. Yes. We can make daddy posts oh, out of his, on his good. sandwich board. Oh, God. Because his daddy will be walking right next to him. <laughs> uh, all right, Casey, uh, I need you to uh, shoot me an email and just guarantee me you can go because i got to give these tickets away if you can't. So shoot me an email off air and we'll, we'll, deal, we'll deal with it then. And congratulations, brother. You're going to the fest. Right on. Thank Cheers. you. Oh, and if, uh, if there is a tattoo artist there, yeah, I won't get one above my butt or whatever. Right. But uh, I would get one on the arm or something. We get one right on your butthole. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know, no one can see that one, so yeah. Imagine how much that and hurt. it kind of oh reflects the quality of the brewing Change network. You know? up a little bit. It hurts a lot. Every time you moon somebody, they're like, wait a minute, was that a, what the? What's winking at me? <laughs> yeah. oh, it's more than moon somebody. Radio show I listen to. By the way, every time you moon how do, how often does it happen? I moon that when you <laughs> JP does yeah, it quite a bit. I do. Um, Almost everybody in this room mooned me on my wedding day. <laughs> Together or separate? All of you lined up separate. in front of the rat pad and as my limo left, mooned us. Oh, I think I remember I, that now. I don't remember that either. Oh, I'm awesome. I do because I was the only one at the wedding sober. <laughs> See, we really are funny. Yeah. <laughs> we're those guys. That is good if you comedy think, there. If you think that's funny, if you think a frat house is funny, <laughs> we're your guys. We're your guys. Pretty much that's what the feedback has been for years. Uh, Casey, I, I don't. We're not allowed to do tattoos there. Um, at least not this year. So, well, because otherwise, I'd take you up on that, man. I'm happy to brand anybody. It's going to be a hundred degrees, brand. so no you're going to be drunk and probably most likely have heat stroke. You're not in any sort of frame of mind to get a permanent thing on your body. It's so weird when JP's the voice of reason, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck no, it. What tattoo happened? him, yeah. man. Somebody's got to be a goal here. <laughs> All right, Casey. We'll see you there, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks. Right. Take it easy. Look forward to it. All right. What do we got to do here? Oh, I'll tell you what I got to do. I got to tell you to go shopping over at adamandeve.com. Go over to adamandeve.com and uh, for a limited time only, if you use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. You can get 50% off just about any item. Uh, free shipping. Uh, three free adult DVDs from <gasps> genres such as uh, Asian. Tattoo. There probably is one, a tattoo one. Is, yeah. tattoos. I like Tattooed <laughs> porn stars. Yeah, they're pretty. Sexy. That might be my. Can you can you look that up for me? And see if that is a category. I might have to order yeah. something and get my three free tattoo category 
what else is there? A lesbian. Oh, lesbian. That's true. Uh, Buy if you're into you know if you're Sam or try. Uh, is there try? No, yeah, there isn't. But that sounds interesting. Men, women, and animals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why be discerning why not, at no. that point? Oh, no. Gonna have the family dog involved. All sorts of uh, different, <laughs> all sorts of different categories. Uh, plus, you get a free gift. Uh, so sensual. We we are not allowed to talk. Oh, about I should it, have so, asked uh, them what that was. Yeah. Oh, you should have gone in the store and asked what the gift was oh. with a recorder. Uh, yeah. I would have loved it. Oh, Damn it. Sorry, I didn't. Well. They'd be like, we can't talk about it in the store. <laughs> Even there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go over to adamandeve.com. Is there a tattoo category? There is not a tattoo Ooh. category. Uh, I'll, but I'll talk to him about it. There is a category called all sex. Ah, well, there's got to be tattoos in there. Which is, is basically, it's often called wall-to-wall. Yep. These sex movies generally have no plot line and are pure, you know. I don't like those. I want. I don't want a plot line. You want the build-up? I want... I want thirty seconds of it. I, like I just want to see yep. the door knock and it's the pizza boy. That's all I need. With clothes I, on. I don't need a whole. It doesn't have to be a movie. I just need to know the context a little. I just want both sorority sisters to be in the shower at the same time already. I don't <laughs> need to know how we how, right. how they got oh, there. I right. I don't a creepy need old guy gives some candy. You know, and then from there. <laughs> yeah. I don't Drink. need. Yeah. Oh, let's find the van in the parking lot. I don't need right. to just be in the van already. <laughs> Justin wants dialogue. I, no, I, I want like a sentence. It's not. It's, it's, I don't even want dialogue. I just want your pizza's here. Dramatic. <laughs> like, and then she just knock, knock. gets right on her knees. Yeah. Then oh, I don't care oh what it is. <laughs> Here's your large sausage pizza. Yeah. Oh, uh, Nate. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is what I call lots of I sausage. I just want to know because if he's just wearing the pizza hat and, and he doesn't say anything, I, I have to I have to imagine that, that he's the pizza guy. I, I want the, something. The movie just automatically starts with the pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if it just starts with, uh, then I <laughs> it just, it's not enough. There's no dramatic tension. But I don't want a whole story. I mean, I'm not going to waste no, 90 please. seconds even. I just want something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY. All right, what we have for you now is a uh, actually the, the the first round of talks of the Brewcaster Challenge. It's Brewcaster Challenge number two, and this time it's Tasty McDole versus Nathan Smith. This is a real powerhouse challenge, whereas the JP and Justin Challenge sort of softballed us into the event. Oh, there was nothing soft about that ball. <laughs> We were sort of the, you know, like when you go to a boxing match and you have to watch uh, eight matches of all the... the, the preliminary. Like, it's like a retard who can throw a punch a little bit. That was JP uh-huh. and I. And now we're at one of the main events here with Tasty and Nathan, and they've got to brew wit beer together. Uh, Janice Brown? Uh, against no, wit beer, Tasty. Wit beer uh, is what you've got to do. Now, my first question. We talked to Tasty a little bit about this before. Nathan. Is, yeah. is wit beer a style that you are very familiar with? Have you brewed a lot of it? I've brewed some, but it's been about 10 years, honestly. It has. Who designed this one, actually, I gotta say, man? Who put me toe-to-toe with, like, Obi-Wan Gandalf of homebrewing over here, man? <laughs> well, I've only brewed it a couple of times. I went to myself. Dumbledore. Well, who are you supposed to go it was 10 against? years ago, too. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know. Moscow and JP and I are, are doing the planning of this thing, and we had to think about this. We had to go, all right, here's we've got Doc, right. Nathan, Tasty... Jamil, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, we've got a pretty hardcore group of brewers it's here. true. That we have to figure out who we're going to put them up against. I'm not. I'm also. I'm not sure, but I think Plisse might get in on this, and and he's Ooh, a real yeah. good brewer. Gotta get him in. I gotta confirm with him. He, he expressed interest in the beginning. So. We thought that you two would just be a, a good matchup. We've already we've already got a doc matchup too, and we won't reveal that yet. Uh, we're working on the Jamil matchup. I think I've got that one nailed in. But you guys, it just was a natural progression. So do I get a handicap like Tasty? Uh, wait, Tasty's wait, wait, probably wait, wait, handicap. The, the handicap is that we're doing a style that's more in your wheelhouse than Tasty. Right, right. Maybe right. that's what I'm thinking. Right. No, actually, I used to brew these uh, from time to time. It's been a long time. It is a style that I I do enjoy, but. Uh, it's one I don't find I like as much since Hogarden kind of went downhill, and you don't see them often that are they're really good. Actually, the Russian River uh, White Lie that's a really nice one. It's a yeah. seasonal from them. You don't see it all that often, but uh, you know, nice locally produced one because it's a style that doesn't have a lot of shelf life. Right. To be really good, it has to be a really fresh, interesting beer where you still get the you know spices balanced with everything else, and the spices haven't totally fallen off. Or a common homebrewing mishap when I was brewing these in the early days, just throwing too much coriander at it. Sure. Or too much orange peel. And you make it a spice bomb. It's it's kind of a delicate beer. It should be as interesting, refreshing, you know, a good one for summer, actually. So it'll be, the timing on this is pretty cool. It's good. Now, you know, if you didn't listen to last week's show, Nate, I know you've been on vacation, but Tasty got to listen to Doc give a whole rundown of his tips and tricks oh, yeah. on the uh, wit, I didn't hear that on yet. the wit beer style. So to make it fair, I just thought I'd I'd give you that information. You might want to go back and listen. Go back and do some research. So at least then you you know, whether you use it or not, you you know what Tasty's working with. Set aside about 30 minutes to listen to that. <laughs> no. I like listening to Doc ramble. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, he did a good job. He did a great job. Yeah. I like it when Doc I, breaks down a style. There was a lot of information. I'm not. Yeah. I'm only making fun of him a little bit. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows wheat brewing techniques really well in general, not just wit. So he's definitely a go-to guy for yeah for that kind of a thing. You know, it's and it's a restrained hot style in terms of hops. You know, both Tasty and I are pretty fond of hoppy beers, so this is kind right. of a cool one that way too. We'll have to. Forget about those techniques for a while and do something else. It's definitely to go to the high end of the range. Now you're starting yeah. to get why we did this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I, I get that. I totally Evil get that. bastards. Well, all of us remembered your uh, Brett Saison from uh, the uh, Winter Bruce Fest right. um, with, you know, it's a great beer. Have you made one without Brett? Oh, yeah. I love Saison style. Yeah. So you have done, you just did it a while ago. Yeah, I just did it a while ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think this style is actually a really interesting one for, uh, you know, some interesting techniques like a step mash for homebrewers, and I probably will do that. I haven't totally decided yet, but uh, unmalted wheat is pretty common for this style, and I think I will use that in this in this recipe and do like a 122 rest and then a 145 and then a 154 kind of a rest, and that's something I don't do all that often. Okay. You know, to sort of break down some of the proteins and to do something a little bit outside the normal process that I would... Do for a beer. And that's because the unmalted wheat is essentially under-modified. It needs exactly. to be modified with those steps. Yeah, exactly. 122 step will help break that, some of the proteins down a bit. And then you go through a couple of ranges of the uh, the beta and, and uh, alpha amylase to break down the starches and, and uh, you know convert them into sugars a little bit more. It's a little bit trickier than just doing a single infusion type of a beer, which you could do for the style, at, with, even with unmalted wheat. But I think to get... You still want it to be an attenuated beer, a pretty dry beer, I think. Are either is it something that that could be a decoction mash if you wanted to go the extra mile, or extra mile, or is that not for you this could. style? It's probably a little over the top, though. You just want a fairly straightforward uh, malt profile in terms of toastiness, I would think. You could do maybe a little bit of Munich to 
get a little bit of that effect, but I think that decoction might be a bit a bit over the top. Okay. So. All right. Just curious. Yeah. So, well, since we're, we got you diving into your recipe, let's just keep going with that. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to do about probably 60% uh, Belgian pills and then probably 40% unmalted wheat. Maybe kind of blend that with a little bit of oats, maybe 30% unmalted wheat. That sounds like a lot of unmalted wheat to me. It is, yeah. I'm going to go for it and see what happens. Is that one that you have to worry about stuck mashes and things? You're going to have to use rice hulls? Definitely. I plan on using a, a bit, and that's not something I would normally <clears throat> use Okay, either. But, um, you know, real simple in terms of hops, too. Probably about 15 IBU of a noble hop. Maybe Syrian Golding. I haven't completely decided yet, but something in that realm. And I'll keep it fairly simple there. Just probably a single addition at the beginning of the boil and not do... Anything else. Is noble hop traditional for the wit beer style? Some form of, of noble just hop? something clean and simple. Yeah, I no think, hop character you know? at all, hardly. Yeah, yeah. very little. Space bitterness. Yeah. Okay. Something on the you know range of 10 to 20 IBU max. I'll probably target about 15. And then just a little bit of coriander and, and uh, the sweet orange peel. Anything special about those? Like, is there a little Asian dude in San Leandro that lives around the corner <laughs> from you that you he imports it direct or something? No, nothing really special there, although... Um, I do cook with coriander from time to time, and I'll probably use the the stuff that I tend to find at the, the Indian grocery stores. Ooh. I like that stuff a little bit better. Okay. So I'll probably go that route. But I haven't decided about the orange peel thing yet, what I'm going to do there. Maybe I'll get a couple, couple different kinds from the homebrew shop and see what seems better. I haven't brewed with that stuff in a long time, but I remember not liking kind of the degraded quality that it had when I brewed with it a long time ago. So okay. I'll probably mess around with that a little bit. But even those kind of looking at the old recipes that i had when i brewed this style 10 years ago or more way too heavy-handed on the spices i'll cut cut that based on some of the uh stan hieronymus book uh brewing with wheat is one of the times in thinking about this recipe i cracked out that book he's got some really good advice in there about how to dose for the spices for this type of a beer and i think i'm gonna heed that recommendation a bit and try to be really light got it on the spicing so but they're gonna go you're you're gonna put your spices into the the brewing of the beer rather than say a tea or something yeah i'm gonna do it right at flame out i think just do it sort of i'm gonna try and keep everything simple with this recipe and this brew because i haven't brewed the style in, in so long okay probably use white labs wlp 400 their wit strain and okay. just go straight forward <laughs> there um it was a great uh opportunity to, to bust out beer smith too and get out uh you know brand new recipe and formulate something from scratch and written, written a recipe Totally from scratch in there in quite a while. So, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, so that brings us to you, Tasty. Uh, you were taking some notes last week uh, during the doc discussion. and I got lost some. And this- <laughs> Probably, but I remembered things. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I guess what I mean, too, is since you haven't really brewed this this beer in quite some time also, are, are you starting from scratch with the recipe as well? Uh, or pulling out an old, an old friend? Well, you know, there's always brewing classic styles, which is always a yep. great place to start for any any beer. Absolutely, he's got Pierre Sellis on speed dial, so he's yeah. calling him. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I can't. I have to deviate a little bit. Uh, uh, I am using uh, actually about half uh, for the base, half pilsner, half uh, half wheat, and then uh, half wheat. Yeah, so you're half, going for the big, base, yeah. You'll have to use rice hulls as well. Sure. Yeah. To help well, filter that. Yeah, a pound and a half or so. I gotta, I'm making a 13-gallon batch. Okay. This is my brew, brew size. I'm use uh, about 9% flaked oats. Ah. Get some creaminess uh, kind of thing and uh, a little bit of Munich for character. Okay. And about 4% uh, acidulated malt to give it sort of a lactic. Uh, 
Ah, character. Good call. Yeah, it's something I was considering too. I think that's the. That'd uh-huh. be a nice one. That should have been your always, secret taste. You should have kept yeah, that one you to yourself. Not said a thing. Am I too honest here? Well, no, you're no, allowed no, no. to keep secret. I'm just that one. My I would have kept. If it All were right. Me. Well, I was going to add. <laughs> you can always just get light to guess. No, I think that's important too because you want the style to have kind of that hint of sour shit. Slight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine's going to be uh, like a 1051 OG or something. So it's going to be. It could support that. All right. Uh, I'm going to add my spices in a small amounts at five minutes before flame out. Then I'm going to make a tea. And see if you... Well, I'm going to taste the beer and then uh, see, like, okay. Maybe I'll get a Hogarten or something. And yeah. Bust it out there and taste it and taste mine and go, like, all right, it needs more chamomile or needs more uh, uh, orange peel sort of thing. Sure. Do do we have another commercial example available to us to help us as judges so and even help you guys? Allagash White. Allagash White, okay. That's one of their flagships. Oh, and I like that beer, too. That's a nice beer. That's available all the time. I'm going to want to taste, because I'm going to want to taste some good wit beers beforehand. This is going to be a hard one to judge between the two of these guys. And I think that I'm going to need a little help uh, dialing in. If you're going to compare us to a commercial beer, tell us which one it is so we can... (laughs) Well, (laughs) no. You've got to give us the target. Well, it's a best-in-show judging, so I'm going to pick the best best beer, one against the other. But I I need to calibrate a little bit, because I never touch this style. We'll go out for Blue Moon. I just never, and I'm not going to do that the blue moon. It. We'll thing. calibrate to that. In blue fact, moon's good. I disagree well, that's entirely. Right. Then you don't like the style. I don't think you like wit beer style. I've said that. Yeah, but I particularly <laughs> don't like don't like blue moon. No. Like I will drink it's an Allagash White. Fine. Good luck finding it. I but I do not specifically didn't like the style because it, you don't it, you don't feel good after you drink it. Isn't that like uh, a problem you tend to have? That's right. Well, that's, all the wheat. That's wheat occasionally beers. I listen to the things that he says. That, that is, years ago too. I know. That is wheat beers in general, but I don't like beers that have spices in them also. That's the thing about the wit beer. Like a Saison, a good Saison, I do like, but I can't drink. I can have one, and or otherwise I'll get sick. Uh, but the wit beer, I just, it's the spice. Yeah. And the Blue Moon, it's the... It's the blue moon. Taste. <laughs> I don't know There's what it is. Freaking moon in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember blue moon so well. But some of these can be real flabby and sweet and weird, and that's yeah. not a good whip beer. It should be nice and re- refreshing and right. They're kind of simple in the best ways. Like right. Not overspiced. Not overhopped. Sure. You know. How many IBUs are you going for, Tasty? About twenty, and then uh, I'm going to mash it one fifty. I'm going to do a step mash as well. Okay. Like just like Nate, one twenty two, one and then one fifty four. Yeah. And I'll do a mash out at 165. See, this is a good style for you guys, too, uh, from a technique standpoint, I think. Yeah. Because of the way you guys need to dial in that mash and the way you need to think about how you're going to do the spicing. So I really, I'm going to enjoy listening to this for a while because you guys are the two brewers that I can ask questions about that whole part of the process after you've done it. Yeah, I got a couple secrets, too. And we'll see. If you guys like the beer, well, maybe I gave all you. mine. Let's have them. Come on. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's it. Acidulated malt. I'm no, no, done. no. Not, not, not ingredient-based, maybe process-based. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, what about the timing? Actually, it's, it's dog hair tasty. You know it. Except <laughs> in my case, it'll, be, it'll be cat hair or something. I don't know. But, yeah. What about the timing on this beer? And I don't mean oh. to dial in exactly when you guys are going to brew it. We can be flexible about that. What I mean is, from the time that you brew it to the time that you want the judges to taste it, it, right. it this is one that wants to be fresh, right? Yeah. yeah. Fresher the better. Okay. Yep. So, is it a two-week fermentation, and, and you taste it at week three, or is it even longer than that? No, I think we should be drinking it at week three. You do? Uh, yeah, I think week three, maybe four. We'll be in Philadelphia that day. Right. But, uh, 
I think in one thing in reading about the yeast strains, is I haven't brewed with it in so long, WLP 400, the classic wit strain, some people say uh, that it is a bit of a laggard. You have to give it a little bit of time. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to try and adjust for that and, and taste and see and check attenuation, you know, two-thirds of the way or normally when I would think it would be complete and just to make sure that it doesn't uh, have any room to go yet. Uh, this is this is a yeast that can be a little slow, I guess. So okay, and so and maybe four weeks. But yeah, you want to drink the beer fresh. You don't want this to go downhill in terms of time. It, it's not it. a, it's not barley wine. You know, from a fermentation temperature standpoint, if 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 I remember right, Nathan, you don't mind doing your uh, saisons and things on the pretty goddamn warm side. Oh, I let those rip up in the nineties, but not wow, this, not this yeast strain. Not that's not the same for a wit. No. Okay. This is a different yeast. You have to treat this one a little bit like you would treat maybe a standard Belgian strain. Why? What's the difference? It's just that when I, when I say letting them rip up into the 90s, that's a special yeast strain that is kind of classic in Saison brewing and can go that high without pushing out fusels if you if you do it right. But this, the classic wit yeast strain, and we'll see because I haven't brewed with it in a long time, but I think if you're pitching it in the mid to high 60s and letting it rise into the low 70s, that's kind of a standard type of deal both strains are going to give you yeah. yeast flavors as well because you want that right you do Absolutely. yeah that's yeah. what that's why you're adding you, but you want to restrain those flavors which are basically the coriander and chamomile those you know those flavors that you're adding so you can you can you, you spice them up to where you want them so that it's not yeast all yeast derived right you're going to have some esters and phenols but you know classic saison would have a lot more not more ester phenol driven than a wit would yeah okay yeah. this is going to have some of that but it's not quite as aggressive okay should Any, be fun. Anything else on the recipe standpoint here, boys? Uh, no. When are you good. brewing it? Do you know? Do you guys, I, did you guys decide? I plan to do it on the weekend of uh, June 8th. I think that's going to be the only time I'll have Me have too. That way well. I can cellar, I can get it into, like, cellar and everything before we go to uh, the NHC. Yeah, it'll be busy fermenting, mostly done by the end of NHC. It'll be done. We'll just I'm have thinking. it in uh, cold storage or whatever. Yeah, what do you think about water for this style? Tasty. I was going to use, you know, like a highly, you know, chloride, higher chloride ratio kind of thing. Right. Malt, you know, get the, kind of build some maltiness yeah, in the beer. Ignore slightly. the hoppiness in it. Yeah. That's one thing I don't do. I don't build my own water yet, and I know you do, so I'm kind of curious what sort of approach you yeah, take in like, building you know, San Leandro, don't fail me now. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> get the sulfates down to 100 uh, ppm and the chlorides up to up to 100. I'll call the guys at Drake's and be like, how's the water this week? Yeah. 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 There you go. So I'm looking at my calendar then. Uh, after NHC, we're back on a Monday show, July 8th. Huh? It sounds like we might be able to do a tasting on that yeah. on that date. That sounds like the date. Well, I know, Nate, that you, ha- you have a real job, so we'll get confirmation from you. We could push it back a week. to It would be a Sunday show the following week. But if you guys are concerned about freshness, that would be exactly a month on the Monday, July 8th. That sounds ideal. So, if we can pull it off, I'll... Okay, check. we'll follow. It doesn't have to be set in stone, but uh, and I'll be checking in with you guys on how the beer is going between now and then as well, how your fermentation, how, you, how you're brew feeling day. like mm-hmm. the brew day went, and things like that, too. Um, we I, do have... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I just had one last question about the, the, the time, and I know you want to drink it fresh, but so since there's not really any hops to drop out, what happens when it's too old? It just becomes a... I don't know. It's just this beer that has to be really fresh and effervescent and slight, maybe slightly green in a way, and and vegetal or something. Not vegetal, but just the you can taste the freshness of the malt. You can taste the freshness of 
the spice is still being there. The nozzle's all degraded, just kind of become, I don't know, what do you think, tasty? Well, Weird, flabby, boring, lifeless? Yeah, I think the spices, when they drop out, it sort of, it tastes, it's not that interesting. Yeah. It's kind That's of muddy. That's you have to add it. Yeah. It doesn't well, like a muddy, a little muddy. I think yeah. that, uh, uh, Nathan had said flabby a couple times, and muddy. I, think, I thought he was talking about Bevo's kit. Fits us all. <laughs> you were going to say he's talking about Bevo. I was about yeah. to come out of this box and punch you in yeah, the face. Musk, I was <laughs> never so lucky that one more word got added to that sentence. <laughs> I was ready, like my fist was mid. Like yeah. your mic didn't cut out. Just, yeah. just one syllable is all that helped that saved you from certain punch. She's going to move so certain fast. Punch face. Would have torn her mom jeans. I think uh, <laughs> they're not mom jeans. Jerk. They're below my belly button. <laughs> Sure about that? The difference between that flabby, muddy, and and bright. You know, with the the mead that we had tonight is an example. With all of those different fruits that were in there, the fact that JP was saying you could kind of pick out each one of them is a a bright quality. Uh, None of them are meddling too much together. And I think that's what happens to the wit, is that as the um, spices drop out, or for that matter, become less fresh, uh, they melt together a bit, and 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 it's less bright. Something about this yeast strain too, and the classic wit strain is as the beer ages, it it the the phenols and esters that it pumps out just don't taste good. I see. They start going south in a, in a weird way. Some English okay. strains are kind of like that, and it's just that um, you can tell the beer is just not built for age. Doesn't taste anything like it did when it was two weeks old versus two months. Old. So is that the? I mean, I know it varies depending on on the beer, but it's like two months. Is is that pushing it? What's the general rule? Two, three months is probably pushing it. The plus is a, a, two, a, lot of, a lot of proteins and other things in the beer that, you know, as they start to precipitate and drop out, it probably don't taste, doesn't taste very good. Okay. Well, as Nathan mentioned, and since we've just wrapped up our recipe talk with the two guys, if you're looking to put a recipe into the best program around, go to Beersmith.com. Beersmith Home Brewing Software is the best brewing software out there, and uh, we've all transitioned to it. We use it, um, you know, in part because it's so robust and up-to-date. In fact, the, the 2.0 version is just awesome. But it's also fun because of it, especially if you're a techie. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Nathan's about as techie as they He's a nerd. And uh, I think that Beersmith Brewing Software allows him. He doesn't feel like he's working in the like the dinosaur era. When Spreadsheet. He's, when I have to fire up the old 486 and see if Windows 311 can, can make that other program work. You know, cross my fingers, it doesn't crash. Yeah, if you want to play some Duke Nukem, let me know. Exactly. Play yeah. a modem game. Uh, go to Beersmith.com right now. You get a free 21-day trial. Uh, I know those of you who are using other brewing software, it'll take you a minute to get used to, but really not that long. And also, there's a bunch of video tutorials on there to teach you how to use it, which is how I did it um, until I throw my hands in the air because I suck at all, because science hates me. And then I just call Brad Smith and say, Brad, I can't push the button. That's why you won't live very long, because science hates you. Science hates me. Science Crossley, electronics. Here's your new liver. Oh, God, it's rejecting. <laughs> Uh, there's also new mobile versions available for the iPad and the Android and the Kindle Fire and the iPhone, and you can uh, work your recipes over there, too. Uh, the iPhone? The iPhone. What about the iPad? Uh, I said it. Oh. Yeah. Um, set them all. Uh, so go check that out, too. You can do mobile versions as well. Beersmith Brewing Software, beersmith.com. Check it out. Get your free trial, and then you'll you'll love it. You'll just love it. You will. you love me. You'll love it. All right. We also wanted to mention a new component that we're adding to the Brewcaster Challenge that JP's going to help us out with. <laughs> yep. You might remember that we recently spoke to the boys over at Grog Tag and uh, love their labels. In fact, we uh, pr- I produced a label for my beer uh, after the Brewcaster Challenge. It was very nice. We liked creating the labels so much and, and thought they were so fun that we wanted to add another component to the competition. And that is 
all of us brewcasters are going to create label create grog tag labels for Tasty's and Nathan's beers. So I will create one for Tasty's and one for Nathan's. Moscow will do the same. JP will do the same. Bevo will do the same. We'll let any brewcasters get in on it. And then you listeners are going to get to vote for the winners. Yes. Ooh. So the fun part of this is we all get to make fun of Tasty and Nathan as we create beer le- uh, labels for their wit beers. Um, and then you folks at home get to vote on the winner. Yes, that's correct. Um, so there are going to be pages created over on GrogTag. That's right. There's, it's going to be a separate uh, page, so it'll be grogtag.com slash whatever we come up with. Okay. Um, and then there will be two galleries. One will have McDowell, one will have Nate, and you click on one and you say, vote here for Nate's beers. Right. And then it comes up, and if you go to grogtag.com right now, they have the really cool... Uh, uh, side-scrolling bottle gallery. Yeah. You know, so it has each of their templates. Well, they're going to produce those for our labels. Okay. So you go and you can scroll. It depends if we have enough that you have to scroll, but whatever. Anyway, they'll be nicely displayed just on their website. And then uh, you go down this little poll underneath and you you click you know, whichever one you want. You, you can only get vote, vote. Right. You can only vote one time per uh, category, let's say. Yeah, yeah, right. So if you vote once for... for You can't vote twice for, for Nate's labels, let's say. Yeah. So just one... One vote per. Okay. Yeah. So just kind of a fun way for us to make fun of these two, and you folks get to go check out the Grog Tech site and uh, and see our labels too. And some of them are going to be. I kind of want Sam in on this <laughs> because uh, yeah. because Sam is a retarded genius when it comes to things like like creating labels and names for beers and things. He's, ah. Well, let's face it. He's like an idiot savant. It's called butt juice with beer. <laughs> But the picture will be amazing. Right. It'll be so... <laughs> so, I think... Uh, it really is going to be the most amazing. Sam, like, where is that little even, retard? Is he not even, even in here right now? This. Like, He's not Sam's, down there. Sam's just going to win. <laughs> Sam will win. This will... Sam's got a huge... I just put in a ringer, I think. I think you did. Because Sam is good. There, oh, there... Well, <laughs> there's Abby, anyway. There's little she's, Sam. She's popped up. There. Sam, are you in on this? Can I Can I? Have put... you ever seen Sam's checkbook? <laughs> He's no, not getting paid he for. created his own checkbook by downloading yeah. uh, pictures from the internet. Oh, Let me just tell you, one of them, and these, I pay my rent with these. I pay our <laughs> church tithes with these sometimes. There's yes. a dude, um, like halfway sitting on an El Camino with no shirt, holding <laughs> a Budweiser with his finger in his belly button. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Sammy is going to rock That's this competition. America. Yeah, I'm There's another that. one with Free a cream. van that just, it's just a van, but it says free candy on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so every check has a different creepy image. He has four images, and all four of them are all creepers. Awful, Sammy. You want in on this? Can I? Can I count you in? I'm in. There's another guy in a, in a Dixie cut bra. Wow! Like these are your check. The background on your check. Yes. Yeah. Like, like there's a quote on it that says, uh, "A dime ain't worth a nickel anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and do you That's have? True, it's not. Sam, do you have one that you prefer to tithe tithe with over another one? Uh, I don't know the 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 old guy with no teeth holding a bunch of Budweisers is pretty good. Oh yeah, he doesn't have teeth. That's right. Wow. Uh, a black guy dressed in like uh, that's the Dixie cup bra. Yeah, he's got like di- Dixie cups on his boobs and you know. <laughs> so it's great. I love it. All right, Sam's in on the competition too. You're going to get to vote for Sam as well uh, for his labels. I think we're keeping. The author of the labels, Anonymous, however, oh, the, the artist, yes. I should say, Moscow. You should say. The the artist of the labels will be um, uh, Anonymous, although you'll know Sam <laughs> from a mile away. Um, 
But yeah, it's a new part of the Brewcaster Sounds Challenge. Interesting. No. Now, Tasty and Nate, you may participate as well. Oh, really? You really? may create your own oh, labels. Right you you yeah. could be the author of your own, the artist of your own label. Um, but we're all getting in on it. So, okay. Uh, our labels won't be up for a couple of weeks uh, because they're not brewing them right away anyway. And I want to give all the artists a chance to, you know, find inspiration. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, I mean, Moscow is an artist. He knows that you can't just. You don't just pull it out of nowhere. You really got to find something that sparks that creative fire. Yeah. Uh, have you seen his artwork? <laughs> Once you've painted one ocean, you've pretty much got it down. <laughs> right. Seen one giant player, you've seen them all. Right. <laughs> exactly. You've seen one glass of beer. <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, I'm going to spend a little time one on one with Tasty and Nathan and talk with just them. Get to know them. What about drives their feelings them? Oh, please. and yeah. their emotions? <laughs> what drives you to achieve? I'm going to force them to drive down to the Firestone Fest with me in the Volkswagen, where we'll just talk the entire right. time. You can bring your therapist along, have him do the questions. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll be like, I'll pay for this one, <laughs> uh, and we'll just, you know, we're going to get to know. I'm going to get to know the inner you, and then I will create my label from there. Which hopefully is better than the outer you. <laughs> Definitely. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Daisy's like, I don't have any gate. Daisy's like, you know me. Yeah. yeah. There's actually oh. less on the inside. <laughs> yeah. It's all out here. Here you go. All right. So that's what we have going for you. And uh, we'll put it all up over on grogtag.com, which is a wonderful new sponsor of ours as well. And uh, you should go check them out. I really do like those labels that they're producing over there. So I was talking to uh, The Woods this weekend yes. about it. And I, uh, you know, they were asking me about the labels. And I reminded them, I think what I said on the show, too, I love the keg labels. I know you guys are working yeah. on different versions of those, too. But I, I like what you already have. And I think that's my next order is the keg labels. The keg labels are pretty sweet. Yeah. They're, they're, they're badass. Uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Uh, we got some announcements that are coming on during the break, too. So uh, hang in there for that. You'll find out what's going on in the homebrew world. And uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little, uh, little bit of beer news. And uh, then finally, we'll get to the trophy fire. We're going to finish feedback? No. No. I got a couple. We'll see. We'll see how timing goes. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. For all the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com. 
the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand santa clean lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment treatment today. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust the top tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future your brewing stand should adapt with you not force you to learn a new process visit blickmanengineering.com today to configure your top tier brewing stand and to find a local blickman retailer you'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price start brewing with blickman from the top here. Have you ever been stuck with a last-minute brewing question? Maybe on a new piece of equipment or a recipe kit you haven't tried before. The Brewmeister knows how that feels and is here for you. The Brewmeister prides themselves on personal service and advice to all of their customers, whether in-store or online. The Brewmeister is a full-fledged home brew store, too, with all the ingredients and gear you need to make great beer and wine. You'll be glad you visited ShopBrewmeister.com or one of their stores in Roseville or Folsom when you need to pick up the phone and get your brewing questions answered fast. Visit shopbrewmeister.com right now and see the personal difference the great team at the Brewmeister have to offer. If you visit today, use coupon code BNARMY and get 10% off your first order. Some conditions apply. The Brewmeister, personal service and advice with exceptional quality. Shopbrewmeister.com Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Hey, everybody. It's Moscow here with your announcements for May 28th. All right, first up this week, our friend and world-class home brewer, Mike Mraz, has officially opened his own brewery. That was only a matter of time, wasn't it? It's appropriately called Mraz Brewing Company. It's located in El Dorado Hills, California, which is in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe off of Highway 50. Mike plans on not having a set lineup of beers or staples. Instead, he will constantly be brewing uh, something new and fresh, much like his home brewing habits. 
Personally, I'm real excited for the results of his barrel aging program and, of course, his sours and saisons and etc. Check them out at mrazbrewingcompany.com. And if you are in the Northern California area, swing by El Dorado Hills and have a pint. Next up, All About Beer magazine proudly announces the inaugural World Beer Festival in Cleveland, Ohio. This festival will take place on Saturday, July 13th at North Coast Harbor Dock 32, which is the Cleveland Browns North parking lot. There'll be some awesome food and beer pairings, ingredients, samplings, with a heavy emphasis on education, seminars, and the like. There'll be more than 200 beers from over 70 breweries on site. Go to worldbeerfestival.com. Check out all the details. And finally, savor. An American craft beer and food experience is coming to New York next month. Savor will take place at the Altman Building and Metropolitan Pavilion in Manhattan, June 14th and 15th. Guests will get to enjoy sweet and savory appetizers uh, and, of course, craft beers from over 70 small and independent craft breweries. They will also have the unique opportunity to converse with the luminaries of the craft beer industry. Brewery owners, brewers, representatives, etc. will be on hand personally serving their beer. There will be no tickets available at the door for this event. All tickets must be purchased in advance. Lucky for you, dear listener, we will be giving away a pair of tickets on next week's session. So tune in and see if you can score yourself a freebie. The rest of you should go to SaverCraftBeer.com. That's it for this week's announcements. As always, if you would like a spot in this segment, send an email to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com with your event details. And until the next one, it's Scott the Jew saying l'chaim. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to the session. Coming up in a few minutes, we got the band The Trophy Fire. We got a few things to get through first, but uh, they're hanging out in the studio. They got a new album. Uh, we always have them on when they have a new album out uh, because we love them. They're also playing the Brewing Network Anniversary Party out in Philadelphia. So, Philadelphia Trophy Fire fans. Go get tickets at thebrewingnetworkphilly.eventbrite.com. Not only will you get to see the band, but you'll get a bunch of good beer and appetizers and uh, sexy JP. Yeah. You get a lot of good stuff. Uh, so check it out. We'll get to that in uh, just a, a couple of minutes. Uh, well, I, I'm lying. It's a few minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> i got to get through some, uh, some beer news and a couple other things, and we'll get the boys up here to talk about the whole deal uh so what do we got uh are, are we ready for beer news mosque yes yes please. it's the brewing network's beer news brought to you by belgian beer me and bamberg beer me beer tours well there's more uh, label lawsuit news oh I, in this week's segment great yeah awesome <laughs> just what you all wanted happy, this, happy. this time it's magic hat versus west sixth brewing company out of lexington kentucky Magic Hat is suing, claiming trademark infringement. Uh, The charge is that West 6th is using a design on the labels that, quote, closely resembles and is confusingly similar to, end quote, a design that has been used by Magic Hat since the mid-90s, which is West 6th's logo features a 6 that looks a lot like an upside-down version of the 9 from Magic Hat's number 9. It's the same font. That's correct. But they're two different numbers. 
Right. Okay. If so, if you haven't seen it, go Google image it side by side. You can see for yourself. West Sixth disagrees that it looks a lot alike or that it would be confused for the other. And they've launched a social media campaign asking people to sign a petition to get Magic Hat to drop the lawsuit and stop quote corporate bullying. Uh, the petition gathered five thousand signatures the day it went up. Uh, people are uh, dying to uh, you know get on the underdog story of the small brewery up against the giant or who they perceive to be the giant but it, it is a conglomerate right north american breweries bought magic hat in 2010 so it's owned by an umbrella corporation okay um but you know, they've so they, well, i sent you a picture justin what did you think so i saw the picture and i've been following the story a little bit too uh you know i'll tell you when it comes to logos and images it's something that's a little becoming more and more near to my heart here because the hop grenade has been stolen several times. In fact, after the show just last week, and by the way, BN Army, we count on you for this. After the show just last week, I opened my inbox and one of our listeners had sent me uh, the picture of a company selling hop grenade t-shirts on Etsy or something, you know, a small operation, I would assume. But it was... I'm telling you that there wasn't even a tiny variation. It, I, like I probably, really? it, it was like it, it seemed like it was a listener who asked me for the file. Like it, it was that it was exact, hmm. and I had to ask him to take it down. So now that's clearly it was my logo. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. When it comes to stuff like this, there's a lot of gray area. I think that West Sixth did not steal this logo. Well, I th- think yeah, go ahead. what I think the problem is is that. They put it on a can, and and Magic Hat is doing the number six or whatever the hell it's called in a can, and they now they now look similar. They have the same font. They use aluminum as one of the colors, so a non-color essentially. Uh, and and there's there you start to get a tiny bit of brand confusion. In my opinion, Magic Hat's uh, they're not they're not idiot. Magic Hat's opinion is that. Look, we understand a six is not a nine. What we're saying is, if the two are on the shelf next to each other, it looks like a mag- It looks like one of our. It it looked like it could be in our portfolio. That is what they're saying. Yes, and to that degree, I understand it a little bit. Does it mean they should be able to put a stop to it? I don't think so. I don't think that it gives them that right uh, because there aren't enough similarities that. That a, a discerning brewer, you know, or, or a consumer doesn't look and go, well, they, well, they are two different uh, uh, companies. But I see where they're coming from. But here's a, another interesting thing about this story. I read, and it was it was from Magic Hat. So whether or not it's true, I, I don't know. Who knows what's true when these things come down? But Magic Hat is saying that they've actually been in talks with West yeah. Six yeah. for for quite some time, yes. and that West Six. Agree, is that, that the brewery name? Yes, yes. Has agreed the most of the time in principle that they'll change it. Yeah. A number of times it sounded like. Uh, they didn't post an email exchange or anything, but it sounded like they were in full cooperation until finally at the end they said, you know what? Fuck it. They didn't say anything to Magic Hat, and they blasted on social media to say, say no to the big guys, side with us. Right. So my problem is actually just that the story's a little bit convoluted and the the folks signing the petition to to ban the the lawsuit or whatever aren't really being told the whole story. Right. If West 6 truly believes that they don't have to do this, that 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 they are not infringing on copyright, and I have no reason to think that they don't truly believe that. Then tell us the whole story. 
let's put the whole if you're going to make people sign a petition and put out the thing then let's give us all the facts now maybe it just comes down to it's not the same label so it doesn't fucking matter but i see magic hat's point i do too that was my first thought when i looked at it like all right magic hat has a point and i think a lot of what goes on is people uh they don't ask like what's right and what's wrong they ask who's strong and who's weak and they automatically side with who they perceive to be the underdog right because weak equals right well and particularly when it's spun that way by the underdog yeah that's how west six spun it yeah and and to to west sixth credit they did not it was certainly not intentional because they didn't even come up with the design themselves they had a design firm in lexington called cricket press do their branding so if if any if it was volitional it wasn't it was it wasn't west six it was it was their their branding company so it's hard to believe that yeah. it was purposeful like oh we're going to try and uh, poach customers from from magic hat but it, it doesn't matter i mean if somebody's casually scanning the shelf somewhere it is confusing. I mean, exactly. It, it, it is until not. you look at it closely. But but it is. It does look like it comes from Magic. It could, could look like a same brand yeah. of of uh, sorry, it could look like a different beer from the same company. Right. Is what they're is it's what the I same, think they're it's the saying. Same font that's that's what they're saying, but I I think you would have to be uh, retarded to make that confusion. They could do a It has the, well, na- it has the name of the brewery right across the thing. That's the first thing you see. The font is different. They've made changes to it. It's not the same. But people are casual consumers. They, they don't know Blue Moon is made by Coors because they're casual consumers. Right, but it says on there they have to go look for it, which is fine, but no one's going to buy a Blue Moon and they go, shit, this is made by Coors? <laughs> Fuck them. They, no right. one told me. We're assuming what people are going to do with this, and this is the, the, the part that I don't like about these things. Nobody really knows for sure just who has the most money to do it. Who gives a shit? Like, who, well, Ma- who cares? Magic Hat gives a shit. They shouldn't. That beer's terrible anyway. <laughs> it is terrible. Well, that's a non-argument. It's you know, it, is, it, it is a non-argument, but, but it, it, one says West Sixth Brewing in yeah. large letters across, and the other doesn't say Magic Hat. If it does, it's in very tiny white letters in the corner. The first thing you see is the nine. The first thing you see is the six, and then you look up, and it's West Sixth, and you go... No one's going to just scan the shelf and go, I think that I'm going to look like that one, because out of the corner of my eye, it looks like a brewery that I really like. See, in I, fact, it's nobody. I think more people buy beer like that than you think. Well, I yes. think you're wrong. They should brew, they do I agree with Moscow. <clears throat> they should brew I, a collaboration beer called 69. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, Since it's this, the fonts are fairly similar, they don't have to change now, the thing. The that's so good. That's yeah. what they should do. That is, and, good. that is good. And that's the way out of it, and that's what I don't like about this. But I'm telling you that Magic Hat aren't the only people that are are not taking the high road. Because if it's true, in fact, that West Six was in discussions with them the whole time and agreeing with them that things need to be changed and then bailed out at the last moment before litigation had to take place, then it just reinforces why companies have to revert to litigation. Because a handshake and a a common interest wasn't enough. enough. And so there is a story here that's not being told. Again... I don't, I'm not telling you that Magic Hat's right. Uh, I, agree, I actually agree with some of the things JP says uh, and, and disagree with others. Uh, I'm not saying they should be able to stop West 6th from using this logo. But I am saying that it appears they tried to do it without litigation and that West 6th was in talks with them and then bailed without telling them. That's a weird thing. Anyway, uh, time will tell. On that same uh, Facebook uh, page post over on Magic Hat, when, yeah. when they sort of told their side of the story... I think it backfired on them because overwhelmingly the comments below were like, F you guys. F you, you're wrong. F you. And so I think... 
That was a big mistake for it, them to post that. Yeah. They're losing this battle in the public sector. Yeah. However, although the public sector will not remember West 6th or this battle a year from now. So Magic Cat could still easily come out on top if they win the legal battle because everyone's going to forget this. I wish their name was Magic Cat. Magic Cat. Yeah. That would be better. Just because you like cats. <laughs> Just because I yeah. like cats, and cats are very magical anyway. So, Aww. yeah, they're magical creatures. Like dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, a, if cats and dolphins could just mate. No, they ha- we have to... Uh, we have unicorns. We have to reinstitute the coexisting of cats and dolphins. <laughs> they're healing. Oh. Dolphins are healing animals. If you get rainbows yeah. in on it, that's over. So, <laughs> I'm just going to have to go ahead and ask that this conversation end. <laughs> All right, let's end it. Here's a story that I figured would be near and dear to the hearts of all the people in this studio who cannot get enough 80s butt rock. I'm uh, looking at all you guys, except Tasty. Iron Mm. Maiden has launched their own beer. Mm. It's a cask ale they're calling Trooper. It's being produced by Robinson's Brewery in the UK. Uh, So far, the ale has been a runaway success with distributors and scores of countries applying to sell it. All of a sudden, I just get the urge to bust into that voice. And uh, Robinson's apparently is struggling to keep up with demand. Uh, The story here is that uh, a legal technicality has been keeping the beer off the shelves in Sweden. But as of today, actually, thanks to some quick thinking by the graphic design department, Swedes can now swill it with impunity. The problem had to do with the label. And again, you can image this and see for yourself. The uh, the depiction of Iron Maiden's mascot, Eddie, who yep. I'm assuming you're intimately familiar with. Oh, yeah, Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Biblically so. They, <laughs> the uh, label had him dressed as a British soldier making a scene with a battle flag, like as seen on the 1983 uh, The Troopers single. But it, that's a no-no in Sweden because a law there forbids, quote, elements of war, weapons, or aggression to be featured on an alcoholic product. Oh. So, Meanwhile, the country's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> See, they had problems with the Vikings. Right. You, know, you can't do right. that. Everyone's too sensitive. It's an issue. Well, Sweden, they but don't aren't like Aren't they more. just kind of like yeah. vanilla? Because they're yeah. Swedish. Just- Literally, yeah. they're all creamy white. That's not what I meant. No, no images of war. No. So what How they lovely. did, Robinson's redid the label to focus just on Eddie's face, and it has now been approved. So the beer is expected to be available in Sweden by the end of June. Not available in the U.S. yet, but with customers so like they, Justin they and Nate. They made a collector's item out of it. There's yeah. like a separate category on rate uh, beer. Exactly. People think that one tastes different because oh, the, the can is different. Yes. Yeah, probably. They, don't, they have no log. It's old and ugly either, I guess. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's called Trooper. Yeah, that's true. The name is still... What a great song. It is classic. Every single one of you guys are like headbanging in here. Oh, it's so 1983. Peace yeah. of mind. Um, there yeah. we have the trooper. You never heard music. that song. Uh, Bevo, I'm doing it ironically, though. They, they mean it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I was know. into it. Well, that's because <laughs> we're the same age, Scott. <laughs> it's no 311, but. No. <laughs> They don't hold a candle. Anyway, it's a four point seven percent beer, so uh, you know we should like it. It's nice and sessionable. Sounds awesome. Yeah, pour it up. Yeah, you don't have it. All right. All right, what else? A couple more. Uh, it is uh, bottoms up for uh, craft brewers in Texas. The house there passed a package of bills last week to help create a more robust craft beer marketplace. It was five bills to be exact. They were filed by Republican state senators Kevin Eltife and John Corona. Ironically, the bills update some old business practices and regulatory issues in the Alcoholic Beverage Code. Basically, it increases the amount of uh, beer brew pubs can produce, and it lets you self-distribute some of your beer, and it lets you sell some of your beer on-site in your own tap room. Right. In other news, it's 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of news has right? to do with uh, some uh, some of the middle states updating uh 
archaic code. Who was the little brewery uh, that we had on who's next to the stunt park? Black Star? Oh, that was that was no. in, that was in Texas. That's in Texas. Yeah, it was Texas yeah for sure, but, but it was a. Uh, and oh. I think he it mentioned Black Star. No, 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 Jester, no, no, no. King. It, it was not the co-op. Jester King. Jester Thank King. you. Thank you. Right, Jester yeah. King. Badass little beers, and listeners were calling in like just loving it, and and but they but they can't get it. In fact, listeners were pissed off that we were getting some of it because he was generous enough to send it. He alluded to these laws being on the books that would help. Uh, breweries like him during that interview and saying you know because we were just going what the fuck and he and he was saying well you know uh, fingers crossed I, I i don't know too much about it but if these things pass i might actually be able to get my beer out of the goddamn building yeah no kidding well indeed they have passed the bills just wait the a governor's signature but it's basically law the governor uh his his uh uh, uh fucking team administration thank you team what am i in the eighth grade again <laughs> uh the governor's administration uh was already working on these bills if i read in in other words they're fans of them they have been fans of them they worked with some of the organizations that were trying to get them to pass so my understanding is it's all but done uh, it doesn't yeah. sound like the governor's going to uh, reject any no, of these it doesn't so nobody thinks that this is good news for the great state of texas indeed it is great as if i have any connection with texas uh but really we all have connection with texas <laughs> okay uh let's do one last one before we get to the trophy fire uh yeah. it's actually really related to the iron maiden beer it's the same in the same vein oh even if the band isn't as they get ready to release their sixth album if you can believe that later this month hansen is launching their own beer called mm hops Oh, I have heard that. Effing G. Mm hops. Mm hops. This is my jam. This guy's old enough to drink. And by the way, six albums. Where the hell have the other five albums oh, been? Honestly, once they hit puberty, they weren't interesting anymore. I mean, who's been buying them? Uh, they have commissioned Mustang Brewing Company in Oklahoma City, which oh. is their home state. Uh, Oklahoma is to create the beer. They unveiled it last week at the premiere of The Hangover Part Three. Uh, Mbop uh, is featured prominently in that movie, apparently. Which clearly must be making fun of the tune. It must be. I mean. Uh, A cool part of the story, though, is uh, the uh, the band moved up the release plans uh, in response to the tornadoes last week. They announced that all of the Mhop's merchandise proceeds will be donated to the Red Cross to aid in disaster relief efforts, so that's cool. That is nice. That beer better not be the reason why I can't find Citra. Are you guys ready to sing the chorus? Mhop's? I could sing the whole song. Here we go. He was ready to sing. She's been singing it over there. Take the lead here, people. Hops. Hops. Yeah, yeah. Another stupid play on hops. Hops. Oh, hops. Stupid. Happy birthday. Happily ever after. I just made a hopumentary. Read my hop biography. By Hoprophy. Oh, by Hop Barley. Happy birthday! I sent this song to you. Ooh, Bob. That's the news, sponsored by Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me Beer Tours. Treat yourself to the beer tour of a lifetime today at Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me.com. Okay, there you go. Aww. Good job, Moscow. Oh, yeah, great job. <laughs> um, yeah. I had something really. Oh, who's on the sing? phone? We're gonna sing some more. Okay, so mm, there hops. is somebody on the phone, and she is referring to herself as the neighbor lady. The neighbor lady, and I vaguely recall this from a um, drunk of the week call a long time ago. 
But she I don't drunk. really remember what it is. She said she was told to call back. I vaguely remember this too. When? Remember it was a, Whoa, a, a guy and his wife and the neighbor lady and they were all getting hammered or something? I do pictures? vaguely remember yeah, this. Yeah, I kind of remember. And weren't they like banging the neighbor lady or too? Something like I that. don't remember this. I know. I would definitely remember it more clearly if that was the case. <laughs> because I like that sort of thing. <laughs> because, and I'm a pervert. No, because That's I would we're be a little phone. weirded out by it. Because it mirrors my life. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm actually the neighbor lady <laughs> in Elsa Bronte. Right. I live in Rodeo. Uh, neighbor lady. Hello. 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 Hi. This is. Hi. Who's this? Do you remember the neighbor lady? I do. We are vaguely remembering. Are you the one that were? Were you in a threesome situation with your neighbors, or was it something? Are we mis? <laughs> are we misremembering that? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. That. That's me. So you're pregnant now, and you don't know whose baby it is. <laughs> Right. No, nope. she knows. No. Nope. Uh, no. Nope, she's ready for more. Um, right, go ahead. I'm supposed to tell you... Hey, you there? Yeah. I'm supposed to tell you that I heard the sharks last and JP sucked. Yeah. Oh. Both of those things are true. She waited, yeah. she waited on hold for 15 minutes for that, too. Yeah. She really dislikes you. I know. Or somebody in that household Your neighbor does. is a jerk. She was told yeah. to say that. Hey, so that's all right. Women do generally what they're told, anyway. Are you are you guys in a threesome situation or not? Like, are you banging the neighbors? No. Why did we? Why did you tell us that? Just because that's what we wanted to hear. Um, I guess so. It was the drama of the night. It was the the drunk uh, call. I guess. What are you on right now? What am I on right now? Yeah. Nothing. What should you be on? That was right a long now? pause. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been taking your medication? Yeah. Sound like every member of my family. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> really? Because you just I'm fell not, down I'm a flight of that. stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually passed out before you answered me. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh. No. Um, no, I'm not the drunk of the week. So, I, yeah, I guess. Are you the pill head of the week? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I don't do be. that. I don't yeah. do that. That's it, too bad. Anymore. Pills are fun. It was the dude that called yeah. in, if I remember correctly. He had like the two chicks in the background, but it was the yeah. guy part of the threesome that called in. So maybe that's why it was embellished. I see. He's like, yeah, I'm right. hanging out with both of these broads, you know? I'm going to disappoint them both. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah. That was it? Uh, just to tell just us the sharks cool story, lost? Just bro. to insult JP about the sharks. Oh, yeah. oh the, the sharks lost. Also, um, I just received a message from the interwebs and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sort of you should, I know right uh, you should google my cat from hell and then you should sue for copyright infringement on your appearance being used without your um, approval and by you I mean you JP JP's image JP looks like I the cat that. from hell prepare to be uh, underwhelmed by whatever this is oh, it's a for sure. little underwhelming but still kind of funny all right, while you're doing that, let me... I did oh, have yeah, a, I get it. That's great. Does it look like you? No. No, it's just a guy with a lot of facial hair who's wearing a shirt that says, Real Men Love Cats. <laughs> Mosca, I need a second opinion. Does it look like JP? I take it back. Yeah, it actually kind of does. <laughs> that looks like me. <laughs> Perfect. A little bit. He's got a case. Yeah. It's not like... I don't see. know if I can turn it. It does not look like me. <laughs> it's JP. It does a little it, bit. It does JP, not look like me. It looks like you. Absolutely not. The only wait. difference is your beard doesn't go down into an ugly triangle vagina. But it used vagina. to. You used to have those stupid... Sideburns hey, and that chops. long. Mutton chops yeah. are fucking sexy. Okay. I, I got to get through feedback. We got the trophy fire waiting online to get in, in the studio here. So uh, there were just a couple sick. more things we had to get to. JP r- reminded me. 
Um, all right, I did the one. I did the bitch who drank the sours. Uh, <laughs> I think she was a C word. Oh, here we go. Uh, Brewcasters, I've been listening to the show for about a year now and have listened to the complete archive of the session. And I just have to say, what the F is going on with the commercials? Guys, it's been seven years. Update some of them. I know you're busy, and I know you're lacking some of the basic things like skill and talent, uh, <laughs> but there's got to be a way to get your sponsors some new promo material. It's not nice. Uh, I'm begging you if I have to hear that. And then he lists us some things. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we can only do so much if we say to a sponsor, hey, you know, we, we'd love to produce a new commercial for you. And, um, you know, they're just happy to promote what they're, they've are they been promoting. It's their decision. The commercials are not our decision. We are here That's to right. support our sponsors in every way possible. And we do uh, connect with them from time to time and say, hey, you know, we're here for you, ready to – our production team – uh, is ready to go. Has nothing else to do. And um, so, but you know, these these are busy folks, and um, they're just they're not writing new material. And also, I know what you say. Well, why don't you write that new material? Well, because it's not our brand. And right. we, when they ask us to write new material, we do that, and and we record new spots for them. But sometimes they want to stay in control of of the message that comes out of the of the place, and and look at what can I do about that? I, I don't know. I'm with you though. Listen, I, I will say I could, um, I can relate. I don't want to listen to the same commercial over and over. But just know this: the point is, they're a sponsor of the show. They're supporting it. They're bringing you the show. And uh, you know, you don't have to listen to the message over and over. You just have to remember the name of the sponsor when it comes time to spend your dollar on homebrew. That is correct. If you do that, then everybody's happy. You, you see know? all the insults they threw at us, though. There were some more on there. It's like yeah. why just. Ricky also wants to see a Bevo Suzy Q Jello wrestling photo album on Facebook page. Good luck. You should hold your breath and wait for that to happen. Actually, it's hard to hold your I'm breath. I'm not drunk anymore, so niceness is gone. What I like to do is put a bag over my head and tie it, and then that way you you it'll help you hold your breath longer. <laughs> That's a good idea. Thank you. All right. I don't know if it's Jesus Wong or Jesus Wong, <laughs> but one of them wrote Either in. Either way. Yeah. Uh, that he discovered the band two years ago, and I've just Wong. finished the session shows. Um, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Um, he says a bunch of good things. Yeah. So there you go. He likes the show. Thank you, Jesus Wong. Doc Tasty, you're my heroes. Um, Oswald writes in, hey, guys, I finally got around to sinking my iPod again and grabbed the last two shows, Wit Beer and Weasel Boy. What's with all the cheesy morning show style soundboard crap? For some reason, I have a feeling that Moscow is behind this. <laughs> uh, That's weird. Someone needs to take that thing away from him before every other word is wacky. He can suck a dick. In other, in, it is wacky. In the words of a very handsome man, suck a dick. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> See? Yeah. See? That was awesome. Uh, Moscow is experimenting. Moscow <laughs> has been trying to get me to do a soundboard on my show since free fucking FM. That is true. And I and I was like, ah, I just don't, I don't like. He's like, oh, yeah, we can do it. And then uh, he asked me again. And I said, well, well, we'll give it a go. I, in Moscow's defense, I will say this: part of the problem is uh, that we're not used to it in here either. So, for example, whenever if Tasty's talking and, I, and a clip comes out, Tasty stops yeah. and acknowledges the clip. And then moves forward. Yeah. yeah, that's all I can do. So before I tell Moscow to fuck off with his stupid soundboard, I'm going to give everybody a chance to right. acclimate and see if we can just to just, just ignore will. it. We're, our job is to ignore it. All right, gotcha. If Moscow can get his timing right, 
It yeah. might it might work. There are a couple of radio shows that I feel have done it well. I wish I could ignore it. But if we can't... Uh, Do you think it's going to work in I the will end? cancel. I don't know. I'm skeptical. All right. I've been skeptical I'll since do my back part then. Now. But I promised I'll, Moscow I'll a chance. Well, also, if this guy knew that there were 10 emails that love it for the one that he doesn't... Oh, whoa, wait. Are there? I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about it. You should yes. forward those oh, that's on to good the group. Because I can't, JP, do you want them? JP I only sends me negative ones. Oh, really? I've got, like, I don't get any positive. Imagine The only that. feedback I'm getting is negative. I think I've gotten what? five negative ones. Yeah. And no positive? Well, no. Then, they're not, then they're not sending them to feedback. They're sending them to me. To you. Yeah. You're writing them, aren't you? I, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa is sending them to you, isn't she? Look at it. They would be much too well less... written to be one of our listeners if Alexa was writing them. No <laughs> this, offense, listeners. I got your I've back got, and shit. This is things. good. Well, well I'm not canceling. We'll give it time. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, and, I, and I'm admitting that part of the problem is the crew not being used to it. Well, it's less work for me if I don't do them. Right. So if nobody likes them and I have to do less work, no skin off my back. Well, if you have 10 that do and I have five that don't, you're still you're on the up. So was that one six or was that one five? This was five. Oh, okay. Maybe even four. Well, unless you're not sending them to me, all them, all no, of them to me. No, either. I no, no. So, I, I, that, I, um, I think this is four. Yeah. To be fair, do you and really? Then, have, do you then, have ten or do you have one? And no, then, it's probably seven. And a then a the, lot. And okay. then the two in the chat from last week that I told you about. Okay. And then the two guys here. <laughs> but other than that, that's it. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're going to hang in there with it. You know, it's a new dynamic of the show, and these things take time. New technology takes time to be absorbed. It's like when we brought JP in. Right. Huh? We're wait. We're waiting to see if that's going <laughs> to uh, suss out. And well, I keep telling you in our meetings, in our first, first of all, the closed door meetings, it will. Just give it time. Yeah. <laughs> I need still to the, figure and it out. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Trial uh, period. <laughs> I'm like Bevo. It, whatever JP says, okay, I'll do it. So Bevo's with me. All right. You no, want me to dance and on a I pole And I don't know again? why. I just don't understand why. It's all that guinea charm. That's what it is. This is why. I do this for you. You think that uh, I've forgotten about you. <laughs> and then I give you a little love. And you dance in your little booth. <laughs> she does look like a 16-year-old again, though, when she dances. I know. It's pretty good. Bob. All the crow's yeah. feet disappear. <laughs> yeah. My you boobs t- get higher. Yes. Right. And my ass gets smaller. Yes. Well. I will play Hanson every day for you, Bebo. Can it be my theme music that mm-hmm. just plays as I walk? Yeah. All right, uh, fans and friends and lovers, uh, here's what we need to do. We need to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap the show uh, with our good friends uh, from the band The Trophy Fire. You might remember them from such things as this show <laughs> and, and their last album. Uh, but they got seven. But they've got a new album out. They're playing the BN Anniversary Party. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. When we come back, live music from the new album from The Trophy Fire. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Yeah! 
Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries, the best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented, and kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool, free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zinashev original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home-brewing goods for the future. 
bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Boys and girls, triple eight four zero one beer. You can call in for drunk of the week. You can talk, uh, call in to talk to the band, the Trophy Fire, who just got in the studio with us. They've been hanging out downstairs and having a couple beers. We got them up here now. And triple eight four zero one beer. I've got tap handles to give away from Nico Brew. Nico Brew dot uh, com is giving away tap handles. Uh, we're giving away three of them for the Twitter game, which was why can't we be friends? Send us in reasons for why can't we be friends. We'll vote on who the winner is. Why are you saying it and, like it's uh, wh- a terrible thing? I mean. You, you, it wasn't enough belittling Moscow and they got to belittle me. I mean, you're used to this by now, right? With the Twitter game ideas yeah. that I, you know, you're used to it. I, these are terrible. <laughs> so what are you what are you getting on me for pointing it out? Look, I just uh, hate it. <laughs> uh, it. It's his own idea, too, by the way. Let me point out to the folks at home. I did not ask him to do a Twitter game. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, content for the show. Why can't we be friends? And uh, you're going to win. Uh, somebody is going to win three of these beautiful uh, tap handles that are available for purchase through Nico Brew, but they're made by Arbor 
Autopsy. You can go to arborautopsy.com. Also, BNers get 10% off Nico's Wood with coupon code BNARMYIWANTWOOD. It's all one word, BNARMYIWANTWOOD, and you can get 10% off your first order. Uh, I guess it's uh, of, the, of these tap handles only, not of the Nico Brew Hops, and it's limited to the first 20 customers. So don't wait. Uh, get your hands on Nico Brew's Wood right now. And um, we're going to do uh, three of them for the Drunk of the Week and three of them for the Twitter game. So get in on it now. And you purchase them all by uh, at NicoBrew.com. Get in on it. All right, boys. We got the trophy fire back in studio. What's happening? Hello. Hello. What's up? Oh, that was almost in harmony. That you guys was are like terrible. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Oh. That's a bad harmony. You guys are like the alternative Hanson. Yeah. yeah. Right. Your, uh, They're Manson. Speaking- <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of Hanson and beer, did you guys read online that Hanson started a they're doing something with beer today. I saw we it just on, did a whole thing about oh, it. Oh, a whole thing about yeah. it. I must have heard that from listening to the Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben has his, he, it's not that he doesn't have short-term memory. It's that he, he makes him think it happened a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but we actually just talked about it before the show. With He's you. just retarded. Yeah. Goldfish think I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they just came out with mm hops. Did, they really did. Yep. Okay. Not joking wow. now. Uh, mm hops. So... One day, you guys also might be able to uh, come out with some stupid named beer. We'll triple hop it, too. (laughs) Frost brew it. Spinning summer wheat ale. You'll frost brew yours. Hell yeah. In a way, we already are. So, we've got Ben, uh, uh, Adam Schumann, and John Schumann in the studio from the Trophy Fire. uh, Affectionately known as Ben, Adam Schumann, and John Schumann from the Trophy Fire. (laughs) Thanks. To you folks at home. To us, there's a whole host of other names for these boys. Uh, But you've got a new album. The last time we had you in the studio, it was uh, for the release of Modern Hearts, which I still love. I actually have a funny story about my Volkswagen. Uh, I've had the Modern Hearts CD in it since Schumann gave it to me pre-release. He wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it. Ever. He gave it to me. I put it into my Volkswagen CD player. And I drive my VW a lot. And I listen to the CD a lot. There has not been another CD. Schumann the other day gave me the new album. I pressed eject on my CD player in the Volkswagen, Modern Hearts. It hasn't left the CD player (laughs) since last time. I don't know if this is a sign of how much I liked Modern Hearts or how... Lazy you are. Lazy I am. I I think it's a sign he found a way to connect his iPhone to the (laughs) (laughs) circuit. And now the new album is in there, and we'll see if it lasts until uh, the next album. So, so, so basically, they haven't gotten royalties from you for the last two albums, right? Right, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we make a living. Just definitely off royalties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you guys are making a fantastic living. I hear. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Things are going great. We yeah. are rich. <laughs> How'd you get here tonight? Limo or tour bus? Learjet. <laughs> yeah, I brought a I bought a dorky commuter car. That's how we're getting around now. With your what do you have? Honda Fit. <laughs> Did, what'd you trade in for that? My truck. In manhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the band vehicle now, a Honda Fit? That's uh, what I cart my stuff to the shows with now. Well, I hope the new album is more emo than the last then, because now you're in a Honda Fit. Well, Schumann, I wish you would have bought a Prius. It would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah. Prius hatchback. Yeah, hatchback. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, his next car is going to be a Geo Metro. That's more emo than a Honda Fit. I owned so? a Geo Metro yeah. before. Well, <laughs> see, I think I knew you when you owned a Geo Metro, actually. Yeah. Wow. Really but you need to have like a no, a no fear sticker on the back. <laughs> What's the new album called? It's called Directions for Daylight. And how long has this album been in the making? 
a while. We started recording it last April. Okay. And we kind of went in a little differently. We went in with just like skeletons of songs, like our, maybe one totally complete song. But it was a lot of, um, we have a very nice record label that said, do another record, get in there and just go for it. So we... Uh, so when you say you went in, you mean you actually entered the recording studio who was there being paid to record you Yes, with one song? No, with one complete song and then okay. about, like, every song had part of it kind of created, like at least a riff or a melody or some lyrics, but it was much more kind of written written in the studio, a lot of parts Passed that way. Yeah. I always wonder how that happens. Uh, when I used to be... When I used to attempt to be a musician, and I was in some bands, I think over the course of it... I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's where I'm going with this. Good stifle. Over the course of about six or eight years, I was able to complete two songs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To complete the writing of two songs. And I'm saying this because it's... Because I sucked at it, but it's also difficult. It's a difficult thing to do, and I can't imagine going into a recording studio and going, ah, fuck it, we'll just finish them here, it'll be fine. Yeah. It seems like a, a talent, that you have to be a prolific writer to do that. Do other bands do that? They go into studios with unwritten songs? I, I'm not sure exactly what other bands do. I, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I It could have turned out really shitty, and I, I truly think, I mean, I think most bands think when they come out with something, it's the best thing they've ever done. I, I really do think it is for us, and I think the other guys agree. And it's uh, it, it worked out. It worked out this time, but it could have been a disaster. Do you guys fight about shit? Like you, you get into the you, you have one. You've come in, Ben, with the riff of this song, and but that's all you have, and you got to get to the rest of it. And John there comes up with the dumbest drum beat you've ever heard. Do you, do you have to argue about that, or do you guys pretty much know? No, John knows it's the dumbest. Show. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't stick to that. But you know, I'm kind of getting at the. You have to have a connection creatively. To, or do you argue all the way through it? Is it a struggle? No, no, we get along pretty well. We we listen to each other's suggestions, and whether we agree or disagree, you know, yeah, I think we just work it out. You know? Yeah, I think it's good. Every In the end, Ben's right. Right, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little of that, but also for reals, I think having three people actually really helps because there's a uh, two people are gonna agree, and one person's yeah. not. I mean, if all three agree. You've got the answer right there. Yeah. And if two agree and the other doesn't, then they're outvoted. Fired. So having yeah. Got no, it. but having having the odd number, I think, is uh helpful in a democracy. Because you don't you guys don't have a, a bass player. Uh, Schumann plays bass for uh, you and guitar. It, actually uh, we kinda rotated on bass our last album, Modern Hearts, but this new one I actually didn't play any bass. Really? Who's uh, playing bass on this one? I think I played on a song. I think our engineer, Aaron Helen, played on a song and then yeah. a lot this record is a lot more sonically a lot more like 80s influence a lot more synth so a lot of the uh, low end is coming from me playing low end on a on a keyboard oh i see yeah okay so Schumann should have gotten two votes for the last album because he played bass and guitar on the right. last album yeah. that didn't happen that <laughs> <laughs> didn't work because uh, on stage it's the three of you it's like, the three of us and we use as many bands do these days we use some tracks live Got it. So I think um, a lot like Steel Panther. Have you? Are you familiar with them? I am. Through that's one of the things that when I'm trying to take a fucking nap on tour, <laughs> I wake up with you know one of the, these Steel Panther songs. Right. Adam, when I die of AIDS, he's going to think it's really cute. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be one of those endearing things that happen. Adam's collection of novelty music on the road. You know, it's a serene day. Let's say oh, we're yeah. we're driving through. You know, you know the 
beautiful desert with a sunset. Yeah. I'm sitting shotgun about to fall asleep and I just, you know, then I wake up to just the shittiest song I've ever heard. Gold digging whore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, Steel Panther. They're, they're great. <laughs> they use tracks live also. That's why it was, but you guys are, yeah, we're just like Steel Panther. You're just like Steel <laughs> But Steel Panther's entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, you know, there are a lot of bands that, that do it these days and I think, um, it's quite challenging. I think some, if some ba- some people might think of it as a shortcut, but it actually is kind of harder, especially for John, for the drummer, yep. um, to stay, you know, perfectly in time with the click track. And uh, you know, if the right bass player ever came along and we just absolutely got along with he or she totally swimmingly, right? You know, we could consider it, but we're really not looking. We got a good thing going. We get along great. So, so Schumann's old mother would have to have another baby. For you guys to have a bass player, it'd have to be there'd have to be a third Schumann, a third Schumann brother. There is, and he plays bass. Third Schumann, but he doesn't click. So it has to be a third. There has to be another baby. Have you met him before? I think you should ask your mom to get knocked up. We have. I can do it. You're like, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it right now. (laughs) JP is offering to help knock off your. Thanks, man. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm here for. It's not like my dad's shoes would be hard to fill. Oh boy, Uh, I'm not wearing his shoes. You know what I'm trying to say? All right, why don't you guys play us a tune? And uh, we'll talk more. You guys are going on tour soon, right? We are. Next month. Okay. Last show of our tours. Are we the finale? You are the grand finale. We're the grand finale. Yeah. Tickets are still available for that. Uh, it's in uh, downtown Philly. It's at the World Cafe Live. You can go to the Brewing Network, philly.eventbrite.com, and get your tickets. Not only do you get to see the band, but you're also going to get beer and food. So if you're just music fans uh, and you want to do, uh, you're thinking that the tickets are a little expensive, it's also because all the beer you can drink is included and we welcome you to come uh see him over there can we uh before the band starts can we uh discuss what schumann's going to play what johnny's playing right now his bongo oh john schumann is going to play the box it's not just any it's box. not what you're thinking Steve, get out of here the rude the sun chips you're just you're, you're going to play a box I'm sponsored, dude. He's <laughs> sponsored by Sun Chips. That's just our fucking luck that he it wouldn't get sponsored yeah. by Zildjian. It gets sponsored by Sun Chips. Well, nobody beats Sun Chips, man. Well, at least you can nobody eat on the road. You know. All right, should we do this? Yeah, just strum a couple things. Let me let me help you. Let me not screw you up. Hey, 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 hey. All right, I'll work the rest out in post. All right. The song's called Kids. One, two, three, four. And I've gone miles and miles under the sun. But where are we going? I've gone miles and miles. Sometimes I think without 
Very nice. Tasty, you wish you were a kid getting high for the first time, don't you? <laughs> nice work, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. So that's off the new album, which is available where? It's available a lot of places. Um, but iTunes, uh, you know, search The Trophy Fire on iTunes. And then also, if you want a physical copy, um, I'd say the best way to get it is from our record label. If you go to graydayrecords.com, that's G R E Y. D-A-Y, Gray Day Records. But, um, you know, either way... Uh, but you can download it right now. You download it right now on iTunes, yeah. which uh, makes us very happy. And, uh, yeah, that's the last track on the record. And, uh, yeah, the record just came out on Tuesday. And Will I be able to buy a vinyl copy and a T-shirt that's too small for me? Um, <laughs> the T-shirt that's too small for, for you yeah. is an absolute guarantee. Okay, good. Um, good. The vinyl... We just called you fat. <laughs> No, I didn't. We <laughs> only, means they've, we already, only they've already get, ordered merch. <laughs> we only get yeah dwarf size. Yeah, you're right. only a medium. Um, but vinyl, we're not doing vinyl this time around. Actually, if uh, you know, it's poten- it's possible that we will right next run. But we started off just a whole bunch of CDs and a whole bunch of digital. And you're doing a tour here coming up real soon, right? We are. We uh, start off June 13th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, where I grew up. Uh, festival there with some other cool bands, and then. Uh, yeah, we're hitting the the south. We do like uh, Charleston, South Carolina, or sorry, Greenville, South Carolina, Hotlanta, back up to um, JP. That's Atlanta. Yeah, that's just so you guys know. It's not Hotlanta. For the layman. Yeah, mm. Hotlanta. We're hitting up. Uh, yeah, then the whole East Coast. Right, wow. Right up to uh, Brooklyn, and then we finish it off with uh, seeing your smiling faces in Philly at the BNA party. Yeah. All of that in a Honda Fit, huh? That'll be exciting. No, I think we'll be in a Volkswagen, actually. <laughs> no joke. Really? Yeah. We're touring this band, Unifier, and they're um, being kind enough to... Uh, we're sharing almost all the gear with them, so we're going to borrow a car oh. that we're going to be in. So uh, we're going to be in the lap of luxury. So you don't even... You're saying you don't have to trailer all your drums and, and amps and all that is what you mean, so you can fit no. in a car. What's, what's wrong with Schumann's Fit? Nice. We, we're, not, we're not driving across country. We're we're flying. Oh, Jet Blue, baby. Shit. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Who's the band you guys touring with? They're called Unifier. They're a really good band, kind of similar style as us. They're from um, uh, Sanford, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And Unifier is actually going to open the uh, BNA8 party. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, they're going to be kind of playing as we as we walk in, and I listen to them. It's really good stuff, too. Cool. I just I didn't have a whole bunch of room to give them like a showcase box. We had already planned the party, yeah. but we wanted to get them in there because I like them, and I know they're touring with you guys. So they're going to play for that kind of first half hour while everybody's coming in and grabbing their first beer and going, what the hell's going on in here? Unifier is going to be the people to greet us. Sick. So uh, you'll get good. to check them out, too. Which means, technically, we have a... a a four-band bill for yeah. BNA8 because we've got Unifier opening it up, all right? We're not uh, a real band. And, Quit uh, trying to sell it. Sh- Technically, we right. are. It's pretty entertaining. Then you've yeah. got... Uh, I actually haven't figured out the the order of, of who goes next because I feel bad for the Trophy Fire. They're good. You should. And I've, I'm like... Uh, so if the Trophy Fire goes... Buy an album. The Trophy Fire goes second, right? And they, We're so good. Buy two albums. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the Trophy Fire goes second... 
and they rock it, right? Right. And then we make the poor bastards back us up as a band playing, and then maybe maybe that's all people remember. They're like, wait a minute, you mean those guys that played with JP and Justin? Well, the School of Rock is going last. They're headlining, right? Which And they're yeah. good again. Oh, are they? I was just making a joke. Yeah, no, okay. and they're good. <laughs> they're just kids that can rock. You're doing great at selling tickets. Thanks. Uh, they're these, <laughs> these kids that they are awesome. They're the Jack Black movie, that's it's actual school, okay. and uh, the guy who uh, founded the school has these kids, and there's like a, a touring group of the kids, so it's like... Uh, like well, Schumann, you know, you you did band all sound, throughout school, and he teaches kids. Uh, for yeah, but a you living, know how? You, so. Well, you have like band, and then you have like jazz band, and then you have like badass band or whatever. They're badass band, and there's a bunch of kids doing it. Nice. But you see, what I'm getting at is Unifier, and then I I feel like the Brewing Network should go next because then it gives a trophy yeah. fire the chance to really shine sort of after us and not up. and not shine and then be diminished by us standing in front of them tarnished <laughs> as they play music i think you guys got to finish out the night people will be yeah. people will be the yeah. most you know and most inebriated for you guys and that does that's help apropos. Yeah. yeah that does help <laughs> Definitely, I think Ben's right. We gotta, we gotta figure this out. Make that joke. Hey, we sound a lot better when you drink more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've made it every year. It'll only be the eighth time I've made it. It's it's like in Los Angeles, the way that that awful place does rock shows, where the the best band isn't usually playing last. They always have the good uh, call. You know, so it's like that. So, all right, then we will go. So, okay, so you guys are gonna rock, and then we're going to make you look like us as the third band, and then the last band will be the kids. What's going to be well, the shameful. kids are going to be good. The kids, the kids are going to be the ro- highlight of the of the yeah. night. I agree with you. I think the kids are going to knock all of our socks yeah, off. Yeah, I, really, I didn't know about the kids. I thought it's you kids. were joking for a second. That no. sounds awesome. No, the kids are going to be great. They're <laughs> really gonna, excited about so that. Twenty-one, 21, 21 and up. Yeah. Can I skip everything right? else and just come for the kids? No. Damn it. We're going to put a, a steel cage like they did in Blues Brothers. Yeah. Okay. To make it behind chicken wire. Yeah. Because I guess it's a music venue, performers okay. are allowed to be, you know, underage, underage. or whatever. Like, you guys are going to get a real stage this year and everything. Oh, Ooh. my. Of course, we, we had will... a blast in Seattle last year. That was, yeah, yeah was you got a real stage the, there, too. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, now, we will, of course, be painting sponsor logos on each of your foreheads <laughs> because we have it all sponsored. Sunchips. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you haven't, you haven't been pimping Sunchips <laughs> as much as your sponsors are probably <laughs> liking it. What do you have to say? Well, Sunchips. Well, are you feeling hungry, John? <laughs> Sunchips. <laughs> well, when we signed you up, John already let me know I can't brand him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because. Sunchips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. You guys are excited about this new album, I could tell. Uh, you know, you Ben, you said you feel like it's your your best work. And you guys are already signed. Like, this isn't something you've done on your own. You have a label backing you for this stuff. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So clearly, Modern Hearts did well enough that they were like, yeah, go ahead and spend some more of our money. Yeah, maybe they're... Or maybe they're crazy. I'm not sure. I'm not right. sure exactly how it did. No, it did, it, it, did do, it did do pretty well. You know, I mean, what's the barometer? You know, we, no matter what level we got to we'd, we'd want more but and i of think course, i'm wondering yeah. for me i wonder what the barometer is like are you guys making a living making music yet because it's that good to me and 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 you have a label and they're paying for the album but you guys aren't getting like enormous checks every month no no we 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 definitely have to do other stuff to but, in order um, to, to pay yeah. the bills but you know but having a label enables us i mean so the fact that we go to work but the money we make at work doesn't for instance go into you know, paying for the record, and we have some help with touring and stuff, and so we have the you know opportunity to to make some money. But uh, right, you know, it's you know it's a labor of love, and every now and then there's there's a little bit of moolah coming in. But uh, we, okay. we do it because we love doing it. You just love it, yeah. 
Uh, you could put out a beer, you know. I'd mm, love to put out a beer. On fire. Okay. Something that tastes like a mix of, mix of tequila <laughs> yeah. and like, I like where this is going. a chocolate stout. Oh. <laughs> bring Zima back. <laughs> tequila chocolate stout. Yeah. I think you should bring Zima back in a hard, hard way. Yeah, I, I have pot. a lot of experience with Zima in my past. You do? It's dark, yeah. I'm from the desert. I also have a lot of uh, Zima experience uh, in my past. I'm from Pleasanton. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what would be a good name for their beer? I was trying to think of one. Directions for Doppelbach. (laughs) The new album. The best I could do. The new beer. (laughs) Yeah, it was better than mine. Sun Chips. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Whatever whatever goes good with Sun Chips is what we're we're putting out. Shit, any beer. (laughs) Now, the last time uh, we spoke to you all on tour, each of you had girlfriends. Yeah. Is that going to happen again? We all have girlfriends. Yeah. What is wrong with you idiots? I don't know. You're, you know, you're only this age once, and every <laughs> this time, age, like early thirties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's early enough because before you know it, you're going to be just the fat dudes on tour. Yeah, and then you're then by all means have girlfriends waiting at home. You're right. not going to get any pussy on the road. Right. But right now, look at you, you three good looking dudes, and uh, well. you get all <laughs> get all married up. We got cool girlfriends. You. Yeah. Yeah. They go on tour with you? You don't even know her. You understand. <laughs> she gets they're me. Actually, you don't. They're actually meeting yeah. us. They're all going to meet us in uh, in New York. Flying out to New York. Oh, they are. So oh, that sounds. So I got to pop some steak. I got to pop some antibiotics before they show up. You know? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm allergic to penicillin. This is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no good. Oh, wow! You could just that was John. You. That was John and Adam that said those things. <laughs> Oh boy! I'm sponsored by Trojan. <laughs> Listen, I snug fit. No, you use a sun chip bag for a condom. You know they make those snug fit, those little ones. <laughs> the yeah, little ones. They do. And that's what they're called. Snug. They're fit. called snug fit. Snug I fit. love thinking about that marketing meeting. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're like, well, we can't say Trojan little. Yeah, you can't <laughs> say. Yeah. I just so, get, yeah. I just get Magnums and stuff Kleenex on the side. <laughs> yeah. Trojan <Works>. snub nose. <laughs> yeah. Trojan is it in yet? Yeah. Sawed off. <laughs> <laughs> So someone goes, and he's a genius, really, isn't he? Someone goes, yeah, snug fit. Snug fit. How do we snug rebrand fit. our small condoms? That's pretty damn good. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. You have a gift. Yeah. <laughs> and that gift is three inches long. Okay. I'm going to have to just go ahead and ask this conversation <laughs> end. A little too close to home. Why is, she in, <laughs> why is she behind a glass booth? For my own protection. <laughs> Right. Encased in glass for your protection. Sam's texting her right now. Why are they talking about me? <laughs> you told them about the snug fit? It's my idea. <laughs> all right. Well, I've met all of your girlfriends, and they're, they're lovely ladies. But I'm just saying, I don't know. You're young and on tour, and you get off stage, and that dude wants to blow you. Yeah. Now you can't do it. Half the stuff we do on tour, though, I don't think we're going to take anybody home with us, you know? Because <laughs> you guys act like idiots. Stupid, hey, yeah. baby. Hey, I know I just <laughs> yeah. met you, but why don't you come watch me butt chug a Bud Light <laughs> in a Sun Chips box? Sun Chips is not condoned, butt chugging, Bud Light. <laughs> Only Coors Light. You know, the sad thing well, for Coors me... Well, Coors Light has those, the, it's extra... Um, it's extra wide. Yeah. No, it makes... That's so. just asking for a butt chug, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're telling me. Butt chug. It has extra everything. Thing, ben. Yeah, it really does. The sad thing for me as a broadcaster is that I know what happens with you guys on tours with the not not not, not I'm not talking about the word I'm talking about what Johnny's talking about with the craziness that you guys do. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to say half of it. Yeah. It's fun stuff though. <laughs> it's what I would recommend is going to a trophy fire show while they're on tour. And you know what you do? 
buy him a beer after the show and just see where it takes you. Or eight shots. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just see where the night takes you. It's not going to get you laid, but it will yeah. make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more like Charles Bukowski than it is Def Leppard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just sad and depressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but fun uh, all the same. Yes, definitely. You, you guys play another tune for us? Sure. We just did a uh, video. May I? We did a video for. <laughs> He's this not going to use it anyway. Don't worry. Song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is called Spinning. I guess it's the first single from the record. I don't know how singles work anymore. but Where can people see the video? Um, they can go to uh, Google. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's not up on YouTube. Go to Google. Here's the thing. It's not up on YouTube yet. It will be on Monday um, because Virgin.com, Richard Branson's Virgin, oh, yeah. did an uh, exclusive. So it's not on the homepage anymore, but if you just Google... <laughs> Virgin, the trophy fire. <laughs> and nice. Good, um, searches. It'll be a big picture of, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, yeah, Google spinning the trophy fire, which spinning is the name of the song, or the trophy fire virgin.com, and you'll find that video for the song we're about to play. That's cool that they put the video up on Virgin. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, we're nice on the work. front page with uh, Iggy Pop and Richard Branson, and wow. we're stoked. Yeah, very cool. We want our real goal, and there's an astronaut in the music video. Or uh, there's an attractive lady in a cosmonaut helmet. So our hope was that Richard Branson would see it and want to, like, cross-brand it with their new... You know, they have, like, fucking space shuttle or whatever. Yeah, the whole... Yeah. So, Richard, we know you're listening. We want to fly on your... Cross-brand. We want to go to space. Very nice. Let's do it. All right. Goes like this. Stop spinning, can't stop spinning, stop spinning, can't stop spinning. 
can't stop spinning, stop spinning, can't stop spinning, stop spinning. Let me down, let me down, let me down. Good stuff, the new album. Sun All right, thank you. Thank you. Written on Sunship's bags. Sun oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was written exclusively on the Harvest Cheddar. Nice. Um, yeah. But, you know, some other ones we mixed. And French onion. That was French onion? Yes. <laughs> some artist you are. You're not you sponsored. Are. I'm not sponsored. <laughs> I've seen this new video, by the way, and I love it. Cool. I mean, it's really you. well done. Somebody did a nice job on it. Yeah, got us. Guy named uh, right. That's why I knew that. That's why I said somebody. <laughs> uh, guy named Paula Spuria out of uh, San Jose, really talented. We saw a video he did for a friend in a, a peers band, a band called Picture Atlantic, and loved it. So okay, we we went to him. Well, when you're done doing your porn searching, uh, you'll you'll be very close. Just search Virgin Spinning, and right. you might be able to find the video on, right. the, on the Virgin homepage. <laughs> and so I assume the the exclusivity of the Virgin website ends eventually, and then you can post ends it. on Monday. It'll be on, okay. I believe, on YouTube on Monday. But you know, feel free to to check it out right now. Of course, I, right? Did, were you able? I I watch it with Schumann. and he he played it for me. Got you. Okay, but I yeah. think if you Google the old Virgin, try Virgin right the Trophy now? Fire, it's probably not just a picture of Adam. Virgin, the trophy, how do you spell? The trophy fire. F-I-R-E. And what, what, that video premiere. Sex. First thing that comes up. <laughs> video to, premiere. All right. Video premiere, the trophy fire, Red Room. Virgin.com. Virgin Red Room was the name. It's yeah. the very first thing that comes up. Right. Just uh, Google Virgin, the trophy fire. It is really cool. I yeah, was impressed. We're really happy with it. Proud of you guys to, to see that come out. Thank Thanks. you. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you at BNA8. Uh, I wish you luck on the rest of your tour. I hope that one of you does not die. Um, during that uh, period of time, and if, if you one had, of you goes, if you had to put a wager on it, Schumann. Yeah, Schumann. Oh, sure. totally Schumann. <laughs> Self-inflicted. I mean, he's the oldest, but so here's it could why. Just be natural. Shoe light, uh, Johnny, for the layman. Um, it's not that he is less intense or retarded than <laughs> Schumann. It, more Thank so, you. I would say actually. Yeah. Exactly, but he's got a few. <laughs> but he's healthier. Exactly. He, so his body can take the abuse a little. Yeah, no. More. Schumann's gonna get like an, he's a flesh-eating disease. Like he's gonna he's gonna get sick and he's gonna die within three hours. Wow. Jesus Christ! Holy hope. I'm just saying. Wow. I got five on it. Evo's really rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah your daughter's gonna get hit by a truck. 
<laughs> and by the way, I'm buying a truck. <laughs> right. That's why he's standing Sun in Chips bed. does not condone this activity. <laughs> Sorry, Sun Chips. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Adam. That's not my sponsor. I love you, Shannon. There we go. So not giving you any more boxes, huh? That's I have all. to go with Doritos. <laughs> Uh, all right, well done, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Let me ask you this: uh, Would you have another song prepared if we if we wanted you to take the show out, or, or is that all you you had going? Um, I'll take anything. <laughs> it's okay. I so can guys, play the normal. JP's an asshole is what we normally play going <laughs> yeah. out. But I thought since we have you here, can I, you play a song off the record? Off of uh, no, because I don't have it here. Oh. He's stuck in the Volkswagen. His CD player, oh, oh, Volkswagen. His CD right. player doesn't play Burns. See, bringing CDs. it back. That's good so, radio. I got, the, I got the hard copy, and it's in my Volkswagen. <laughs> I could download it on iTunes, but like, at, like, it might kill everything. No, don't, do. don't pay for our album, by all means. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing drums on a fucking box. Yeah. Don't worry about I mean, it. Sun chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't worry. I was going to take it out of your BNA 8 pack. <laughs> oh. Oh. For real, though, genuinely, thank you very much for having us. And yeah. The, uh, yeah. Br- we get so many uh, Twitter followers, Facebook likers when I, you know, click on them to see, you know, I'm always curious who they are. When we get somebody from Italy or we get somebody, you know, I'm curious where they're coming from and why they like us. And we get so many people where I see the mutual friends are a couple of you guys. And oh, they're, good. They're wearing a, you know, a BN Army shirt or whatever. So genuinely, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's nice to be part of this community. We're happy to have you. Our fans are fans of yours. I've never gotten a comment. And I have from other people we've had on the show by the way so other other bands i've never gotten the why the fuck are you guys boring us with the trophy fire i really never have and i've had some other musicians on here that i've gotten that comment why the f are you boring us with that that band yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh hansen actually we're gonna we're gonna close out with umbop perfect what are the chords i take it all back schumann's gonna live forever (laughs) schumann knows it instantly You want to do your uh, announcements over Umbop? Sure. I'm going to try not to throw up everywhere. Just keep it ripping. I'm going to turn you low. Keep it going. Uh, oh, wait. We can't close yet. No, we got yeah, Twitter like, game. Wait, I'm like flagging you guys down. I'm like, handles. Uh, handles. All right. Hold that thought, gentlemen. Stop playing. Oh, it was perfect. But you got to hold on for a Hold the Umbop. We're not going to play Umbop again. Yeah. Why not? Really Please. We have to. All right. It's too late. Katie I mean, Perry. you can pick another gay song if you want. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. How about uh, spinning? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, they agree. I tuned out there for about 10 minutes. So. We, we got to do our, our Twitter game winner. Uh, I don't see yeah. any Drunk of the Week phone calls. So guess what? Twitter game is getting all six of the beautiful Four, tap two, handles three, that we got from I've, Arbor Autopsy. I have six right here, as Perfect. a matter of fact. So we'll give, uh, we'll give one to, uh, to... We have six total entries? Well, insider? Uh, the, the funny ones, anyway. Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, I go through and I hand-pick. These are all hand-picked. Every Twitter game is Great. hand-chosen. Everybody wins tonight. Everybody. Uh, now, this, of course, is courtesy. The tap handles were donated by Arbor Autopsy. You can go to arborautopsy.com, and you can purchase yours through our wonderful and faithful sponsor over at Nico Brew. Go to nicobrew.com, and if you use uh, coupon code... Like, Something uh, about Nico's wood. BN yeah. Army, I want wood. BN Army, I want wood. You get ten percent off uh, the the wood. Uh, first twenty customers only. So so do it now. What did we get for the tw- uh, Twitter game? Uh, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Uh, John Indisch, which I don't even know how to spell. Uh, you know, different cities, different circles, and JP can suck it if he'd like. 
apparently. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Fine. Uh, James Golovich says, because my health care won't pay for any more penicillin shots. Good call. Stephen Mayo says, I like the Bruins over the Sharks, Disney World over Disneyland, and I like homebrew. Pretty valid reason why we can't be friends. Okay. Riggs, friend Riggs, says, why can't we be friends? I'll drink all your beer and go through your wallet when you pass out. Mm. <laughs> he would be, so far, my number one That's winner. A real good reason. I agree. Um, who ate all the pies? Says, I don't have time for another friend right now. Great. Now we have to send one to Australia. <laughs> and then Effing Beer writes, friends, you don't even read my posts on this dumb game. That's a good one. Hmm. Because he's my new favorite. He's really? just beat out Riggs. I would give him oh, first man. place, he which doesn't two. give him anything more. He can get two. And then we could not give one to who ate all the pies, so we don't have to send one to Australia because yeah, I have to pay for the pies. goddamn shipping. Yeah, move if you want to play games in America. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah, pies, you're out. All right. <laughs> so give the dude the two, and then. All right. And then those are our winners for Yay! our Twitter game today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, well done. Uh, it's a Tuesday night, so no need to do Drunk of the Week. I think that'll be fine for everybody involved, including myself. Next week, we got a Monday show. Uh, Don Russell, he's one of the founding organizers of Philly Beer Week, which I hear is like the baddest <laughs> beer week in the country. You know, everybody has it's a beer rumor. week now, yeah. but uh, Philly Beer Week is supposed to be the best. I, I wanted to, I was hoping the timing would work out with NHC. That I could kind of go to Beer Week before and then just stay there for NHC. Because a lot of times NHC is earlier in June. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. So I can't. I just I thought I might get to do the Philly Beer Week experience and just stay drunk for two weeks. You know, that would be great. If you did that, you might you might die. I would be the death. Oh, I'm high right. in the death pool. Let's be, let's be <laughs> let's honest. Let's be clear. It's just that I've been home quite a bit lately. <laughs> so That's true. I'm keeping myself out of it. But that could have put me very high in the death pool. Uh, just below Tasty and the Trophy Fire. <laughs> All of the Trophy Fire? <laughs> All of them. Oh, as a, they are kind of a combined... De- well, it'll be like a fiery Volkswagen accident. And like one will run in to try to save the other one, but get trapped by some sort of burning headrest or something. Yeah. Only one of them will be in the car when it crashes. But the, but the collective efforts to save that one yeah. in all of their doofusy ways <laughs> will be what yeah. kills the band. Schumann will trip over I'm his fucking shoelace. Yeah. Sorry, what's that, Schumann? I'm trying to piss on it first. Yeah. Yeah, one will piss on it. He'll trip over his own body weight and then like head first into the fiery depths of the burning tires. Oh, he man. just called you fat. All right, now have we satisfied all of our sponsor contractual? I did do Beersmith. Yeah. Signed off and everything else. Yeah. All right, great. Oomba, boys. A one, two, three. <laughs> Get us out of here, JP. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip so he doesn't have to add you as a friend on Facebook and then promptly hide you. Scott's on Twitter when he feels like it. Follow him at Moscow Paints. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. If you want the best growler that your hard-earned beer money can buy, head on over to the BN store and check out The Warhead. Sunday Session has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. Our production director was Pushy Jack. JP just sat in his chair. Your call screener and Where's Waldo stand-in was Bebo. And your host, as always, is Justin Crosley. Be sure to find The Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter.
Chips.